When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Carl has uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are these podcasts? It's called run by a guy called Carl. Who are these podcasts? And it's a podcast review. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday. It's a great yeah. show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoony. A drinky poo. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. I think it's a very interesting podcast to listen to, especially when they go after someone. I thought he was going to break down what it's all about for to turn new pe- people on to no, interesting podcasts. The opposite. Yeah, he it, just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it's quite hilarious. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. <laughs> it's showtime. <laughs> W-A-T-P. That's when you do our uh, our call letters there, Dick. Uh, yeah, I saw that. You're such a radio nerd. W-A-T-P. I, <laughs> I love it. Hello, bag slappers and cousins. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that takes itself more seriously than Ellen Page. I'm your host, Carl. <laughs> With me this week, host of The Dick Show. TheDickShow.com. Dick.show. It's Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? Happy what, to be here again. I love the up? show. It's the only professional podcast on the internet. We love having you. Thanks for coming back again. If you'd like to support the show, buy our merchandise. Go to whoarethese.com. Click the link to our wehavemerch.com page. You can also click the link over to deepdiscount.com. And in February, use WATP15 for 15% off your purchase at deepdiscount.com. Also on our website, you can find our voicemail number, our email and a link to our subreddit. We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. I have some new comments to read today, Dick. Let's hear them. We're up to, we're up to 412 one-star reviews, and I think some people are doing it wrong. I think some people are putting, giving us one star and saying nice things. Like, no! It's the opposite. God, this is you idiot. I loaded up your podcast and it was it was like at two and a half stars. And I said, yeah, yeah. that seems about right. It's about right. <laughs> There's definitely more hate coming than love. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called Fill in the Blanks. <laughs> this was a suggestion that came in from someone. And I apologize. I don't remember who told us to do this. If it was the subreddit or Twitter or email, I couldn't find it. So somebody suggested that we get you on and do the show, which is brilliant. Uh, Dick and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast that's hosted by a guy named Dr. Phil. People are excited, Dick. We have a a regular voicemailer that we call Boomer Guy, and uh, he was excited about this. Carl, you're you're doing Dr. Phil cast for for the next fucking episode. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Holy shit. <laughs> so I, I don't think he was out of his meds that day. I don't think anyone's that excited. Yeah, I think he's got more blanks than uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. can fill in. 
So fill in the blanks. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious pun that we have going here. It's even better that Dr. Phil explains the pun of fill in the blanks and then talks about all of your blanks that he's going to fill. It's like, oh my, oh God, my dude. God, it's just a fucking joke. Can, can we start that? I want to start with this episode that we listened to. He has some ones where he interviews celebrities yeah. and I decided let's go with this self-help series that he's doing. Yeah. And let's listen to, because I don't, I don't know Dr. Phil at all. I mean, you've been on his show, so you know I think him better I know than him. I do. Maybe only his wife knows him better than I do. <laughs> Maybe I love not it. even that. Maybe I because I faced the man in battle. So I know, him as, I know him as a warrior, not as a lover. So I might know him better than his wife. So you have a perfect perspective on this. Um, yes. I'm going to start off with a clip where he starts setting the stage of how he's going to help everybody out. So I want you to know who you are. And more importantly, how you got to be there. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to figure this out. All right. Now, to help you figure out that distinction, I've got to give you some tools to do that. Okay. And the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is move your position. To understand what I mean by that, I want you to fill this sentence in for me. How would you complete this sentence? I would rather be right than blank. Think about that. I'd rather be right <laughs> so, than blank. Dick, like you said, I just thought it was a pun. Like his name and is Dad. Phil. <laughs> fill in the blanks. And this guy is actually giving us blanks to fill in in the first five minutes of the episode. Like, fuck. He's taking now, this way too seriously. If you if you listen carefully, you can tell that when he's saying, I'm gonna give you some blanks to fill in, that yeah. he is saying his name. He's not like it's it's a it's a homophone or whatever. So yeah. you can't be sure. But if you listen carefully, I don't think he's pronouncing the word F-I-L-L. I think he's saying P-H-I-L in the blanks. You're for right. you to do, which doesn't make sense. You're right. There's only one L. You can tell by yeah. the way he pronounces it. Exactly. Like, wait, wait a minute. Do you think that you are now a verb? Like, the pun is there, but other people can't fill in blanks. They're not Phil, unless they are Phil. I'm, I'm guessing there aren't a lot of men listening to this show. There's not a lot of Phil's. And that was that was my favorite part of Dr. Phil's podcast. And I don't want to like blow the load of yeah, that's your right. here. That's all right. We got some clips. A, but... It's a podcast, obviously for women, but he goes, he uses a high school football metaphor oh, he yeah. uses multiple car metaphors hot, the hot rod that he built <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, who do you think you're talking to man the women are just tuning out you can hear them dry up while he's telling these stories he goes oh guys you're gonna love this he starts explaining the engine that they put into a car like like no guy would give a shit about yeah it's got 374 horse it's got like whatever i don't give a shit all right. Now, ladies, listen up. We're going to work on your self-esteem. Just pretend you're a 68 goat. You know, the 325 goat. Like, okay, man. All right. So he starts off by telling you, uh, fill in the blank. I would rather be right than blank. And, you know, it's probably I'd rather be right than wrong or right than left, whatever that might be. Yeah. So then he explains to you what the correct answer was. You said I'd rather be right than wrong. Of course, you'd rather be right than wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. I want you to move your position just for the time that you're listening to me today and for the rest of this Living by Design series, what I want you to do is think about it differently. I want you to finish the sentence this way. I don't want you to say, I'd rather be right than wrong. What I want you to say is, I would rather be happy than right. Well, wait a second. You just changed the fucking rules, asshole. 
That wasn't that wasn't the game that we were playing at all. It was right yeah. then blank, and then he goes, "You fucking idiots!" And he's just talking down to everyone. You fucking idiots are so stupid. It's I'd rather be happy than right. Well, how yeah. am I supposed to know that? You just changed it. It doesn't make sense the other way. It's a trick. He it's likes part to, of his filled trickery. He likes to feel superior. He wants to feel yeah. superior to people. Like you know what? You guys didn't even realize you're not coloring outside the lines like I do. No, I got Carl, he likes to feel superior. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Is this going to be the ongoing gag? <laughs> yes. All right. So he says you you should be happy instead of right. And I already see where this is going. Yeah. And let me just play. This is kind of where he gives off what he's trying to get his um, shitty audience full of uh, fat housewives to do. This is just the most basic bitch bullshit. Whatever you do, whoever you are, do that on purpose. Don't just be who you are. Live whatever life you live by accident. I mean, come on, own it. Is that the worst self-help? That's the most generic self-help ever. The stuff that he's saying, I want to turn into, like, I want to force feed every girl I've ever dated. Like, I like, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But in my experience, shouting it out them, it doesn't work. Right. And car metaphors and football <laughs> metaphors don't work. I love that I made you listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. This was terrible. This is the most basic self-help shit he gets into. And this is like the secret kind of stuff. So this is like the secret yeah. for dummies. He gets into the yeah. internal dialogue stuff. You need to turn your ear inward and ask yourself what you say to yourself. What's your <laughs> internal dialogue? How do you label yourself? What do you say to yourself? Because if all through the day you're putting yourself down... If all through the day you're labeling yourself as a loser, all through the day you're labeling yourself as, I'm, I can't do this. I'm not going to get this done. I, I don't deserve this. Until you change that internal dialogue, you're never, ever going to get the results that you truly deserve. All right. I'm sorry that was so long. No shit. No shit, it's, Sherlock. It's not it's a... It's turning my brain into a pretzel. Like, I love... I don't know if you have this this clip, but in the beginning, he sets it up about how he's going to help you with your life, and then he rolls the ads. And the yep. ads are, like, getting annuities from, like, annuitytruth.org or something like annuities that. Annuities can thinking... provide protected monthly income for the rest of your life. <laughs> They're a really smart way to ease the risk of outliving your savings. I pulled that clip because I was thinking, like, who's the target audience for this? So it's 60-something-year-old people who, by the way, do not know how to listen to podcasts. This no. is the same mistake Bill O'Reilly made. He's like, I'll just take my show to podcasts. Your audience doesn't know where the fuck that is. They don't know how to do that. No, uh, that's the demo. <laughs> that's that's who's going to benefit from his uh turning your inner ear inward and focusing on what you tell yourself like what the fuck are you talking about well again? hold on a second dick because i'm just gonna tease this we also listened to the biggest problem in the universe episode 77 which was the episode that didn't have dick masterson on it and apparently this listening to your internal dialogue and being positive was news to Asterios. i i have to say <laughs> like the episode of this podcast where you talked about, I forget the exact problem, negative thinking. Self-defeating thoughts. Self-defeating thoughts, where you said, like, whenever anyone asks me how I'm doing, I just say, I'm doing great. I actually started doing that. 
because for a very long time when people asked me how I was doing, I would be like, I'm doing terribly. And I would just, you know, be, yeah, I would just start bitching right away, complaining. Like that. You know, my best friend's in the room, Joan. And like, you know, when we would talk on the phone, <laughs> I would just start complaining about it. But then I heard that episode that you had and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start saying I'm doing okay. And after I did, my life started getting a little better. Like, I thought that was such, such good advice. Um, and I, that that episode, the self-defeating thoughts episode, was just really helpful for me. In Asterios's uh, defense, he was very drunk at that point. Oh, yeah. I'm, I was going to say, that's that's my solution, too. If people say, like, uh, are you drunk? I say, no. And my life has gone. Do you have a drinking problem? <laughs> Not at all. Thank you for asking. It worked, It makes my life so much happier. All right, so he's decided that uh, Dr. Phil has decided that you have to change your inner dialogue, which will change your life. And he's going to give you the tools to help you do that, Dick. So I need you to really turn your ear inward and listen to what you're saying to yourself. And it's not enough to just think about it. I need you to go to the website that accompanies this podcast and you'll find that <laughs> at drphillintheblanks.com for this episode. <laughs> you fucking homework. worksheets there and one of them is going to be labeled internal dialogue. I'm going to have a few examples there of what I'm talking about, what constitutes internal dialogue. And I want you to start making a list of what you say to yourself. Holy shit, this guy's assigning homework on his podcast. It's not crazy, but I don't know how I'd feel coming home from a long day at the factory and my wife is curled up on the couch with a big with a Spanish workbook with Dr. Phil's face on the front. <laughs> you would um, not feel good about how you've done in life if your wife no. was trying to get help. But I went to his website. I don't know if you checked this out. He's got all these worksheets you can download. Did he get both? Fill in the blanks and fill in the blanks.com. Oh, I, I didn't check if it redirected. Uh, uh, <laughs> I what like do the worksheets say. <laughs> so I went and I found all the worksheets. This one that he's talking about does not exist. So he's got to talk to his IT guy <laughs> and get this figured out. Because this episode came out a few weeks ago and it should be up on the site by now. Holy shit. So he says the way that you're going to figure this out is that you're going to download this worksheet I have on my website. You're going to write this stuff down. And lo and behold, Maddox totally you agrees with that. Yes. Right. Listen. Okay, then I'd like oh. to give another bit of advice here <laughs> sure. for anyone who may be who may be dealing with this because mm. I said earlier I see your point though. Yeah, I said mm. I said that uh, you should take inventory of your life. Here's what I mean by that. And this is this is actually I, there's study after study coming out about this now where they're they're telling people to journal and write down everything they're thinking. Okay. <laughs> So Maddox is, is Dr. Maddox, Phil. The king of manliness. You need to start a diary. It's not, not even calling it a captain's log or an adventure book. Like boy it up a little bit like action figures. This is a, this is a scientifically studied principle called journaling. And what I do, you can put stickers all over it. You can customize it for you. But I like to write down all my thoughts every day. Motherfucker can't write but one book in ten years, but he's writing all of his private thoughts in a fucking journal, which would be a gold mine. Oh my god. Function, by the way. It'd be amazing. I mean, obviously we've had some things leak that Maddox has written before, and it's always entertaining. Oh. It's always oh, just, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even want to get into it, but yeah. It, um, <laughs> well, since 
what is the science of journaling that's been going on since, I don't know, the beginning of time? Like all the <laughs> memoirs of every famous person that's ever existed. This is a new scientific phenomenon that we're studying. I was just waiting for him to say, so you got to go to maddox.xmission.com and download my worksheet so that you can start <laughs> writing down your inner thoughts. Like, are you fucking serious? What are the chances that we picked a random Dr. Phil episode the one episode you weren't on on uh, the biggest problem, and they're saying the exact same fucking thing. That's I amazing. I got so much estrogen listening to these two <laughs> episodes in a row. Doctor Phil giving, uh, you know, I think that the Maddox, I think that Maddox and Asterios are the demo for the Doctor Phil podcast. Yes. It's not fat middle-aged housewives or old housewives in the Midwest. It's LA comedians. That's what I, that's what I realized. So this is again, and we're and we're gonna go back to Dr. Phil, but I just have to play these other clips because it lines up so amazingly. This is Maddox talking about how to deal with hard things in your life. Anything that upsets you, anything that that bothers you, you're gonna be thinking about it in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. You just got dumped. You just lost your job. You just got rejected from a school you applied to. Your All of those things. You're dealing with a lawsuit. If you sit down and write it down and really this. take the time to do that, and it's not a lot of time. It's like half an hour at most during yeah. your day. Sorry, I stepped on it. You, you, you stepped on, he said, lawsuit. You're in a lawsuit. He was oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Hold on, let me play it again. Yeah, anything that upsets <laughs> you. No, it's fine. This is amazing. bothers you, you're going to be thinking about it in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. You just got dumped. You just lost your job. You just got rejected from a school you applied to. All of those things. You're, you're dealing with a lawsuit. If you sit down and write it down. Look, he had to come back to that. He was already moving on. He's like, or you could be dealing with a lawsuit. Like, yeah, that sucks, Maddox. That's a really shitty thing to go through when you're dealing with a fucking lawsuit. Why does he Why does he talk like that when he's trying to be serious? Know. Like, okay. You could just be, you could be dealing with a lawsuit. Like, wh who are you, what is that voice from? That's like a fake voice. I've never heard anyone I, use. I think he's trying to be Dr. Phil. Not even Dr. Phil talks like that. That's true, Dr. Uh, Phil. Does that mean that he's been keeping a private journal of all his lawsuit stress thoughts? Oh, for sure. So. For sure. And by the way, Asterios agrees this is very important. You know, I think the technique that you raised is actually really important. It's actually <laughs> something that, that child psychologists use to help oh. kids get over recurring nightmares. Why is Asterios talking like this? Listen to how he's talking. Everyone's getting really serious. You draw out your nightmare, <laughs> or you write out your nightmare, and then you crumple up the piece of paper, or you rip it apart, you throw it away. I mean, that's a really powerful exercise. <gasps> <laughs> It's boring as shit. D All right, Dick, we'll get into it more, but when you weren't on that comedy. show, this it was LA so comedy. bad. Yep, that's exactly. Two 40-year-old men with no kids telling you that how to fix your children's nightmares. Holy shit. And how shit. to cure your self-defeating thoughts when you live with two roommates in a, a fucking duplex that's infested by, in that's infested by cricket. You just got to write down that you don't like crickets. And then you yeah. crumple it up and throw it away, and everything will be will be golden from then on. I hate my life. I <laughs> fucked I fucked up all my career chances that were a lottery ticket because I wrote comedy on the internet before anyone else technically could, making me famous. I I have to get back to Dr. Phil and try to yeah, figure please. out what the fuck this guy is talking about because he has some some wisdom that I don't know about you, Dick. I feel like everybody knows. It's not groundbreaking in any single way but he also well, I, yeah go ahead i do think that women like i said i want to take what he said and make it like a big sandwich and then force every woman i've ever dated to eat. like just fucking just do this shit that he's saying you bitch like i 
it's useful, but the way he does it, he just he seems like a like a preacher. Like it's yeah. it sounded like I was listening to church it's, for women. It's so basic. This is him talking about moving your position. He wants everyone to move their position. Oh, tell yeah. me, if you, tell me if this clears that up for you. Yeah, when I say move your position, what do I mean by that? I mean, think about it. I can say, okay, stand at the hood of your car. Now move to hey. the trunk of your car. That's moving your position. That doesn't make any sense, Rick. <laughs> How does that help anything? What do I mean by move your position? Well, think about it. You could be standing in the hallway, and then you're standing in the living room. Two different positions. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's also not what he's talking about. It's the like, worst metaphor. <laughs> shifting your perception. Right. But he, he uses the wrong metaphor it's for the, it. It's the worst metaphor. It makes it more confusing. It's like, I thought I knew what he meant. But now I should be standing by the, my car, right? Wait, wait, what? Again with the cars too. Yeah, a lot of car to, talk. Like, what if I told you you were standing at one at the stove, and now you're standing <laughs> at the fridge? Like, okay, I got a car again. Um, I don't know if you caught this at the very beginning of that clip. There was a weird edit. I just I zoomed in on it here. Now, when I say move your position, what do I mean by that? There's a lot of this going on in the show. I don't know how closely you listen, but listen to this part right here where it's very weird editing and it's not good. It's not well done. You can tell that he was rambling and rambling and somebody in post had to figure it out. <laughs> Listen to this. I mean, we would go out at midnight and find people and we would race them. We treated stupidity like it was a virtue. That I didn't edit that. That was how the show came out. Something got clipped there. Something uh, maybe a little bit too spicy. <laughs> we would drive out and, you know, we would hands hands on each other's joysticks, of course, as you would in the day. My bo my uh, buddy had a cunt of a girlfriend that we just couldn't stand. <laughs> hey, cut, cut. So that sounded to me like if you ever listen to Howard Stern, they take people's audio books and cut them up to make it sound like they're saying something uh, they yeah, never said. Yeah. That's what that sounded like. So this is an example of that with Caitlyn Jenner. Here, let me play you another clip. Okay. So brave. Okay, I have to be honest. I touched my cunt, and an enormous amount of fluid came out what? for many, many, what? many hours. And that was by far the toughest part of my new cunt. There you go. <laughs> that, that's what this show, in, in parts of the show, that's what it sounds like. Dr. Phil never said these sentences. Someone had to piece together words that he said to turn it into something that makes some kind of sense to somebody. It is all over that recording. It's all over the place. Um, you can hear the Alzheimer's kick in, and that's when the cut starts. Well, there's some parts where they can't even edit it correctly because he never said the right thing. This is an example where I didn't clip anything before this. Out of nowhere, he just says, you're probably wondering... Why a twelve-year-old would be, and he yeah. never he never brought up a twelve-year-old. You know, listen to this. This is just I, out of. I remember that. Thinking, yeah. Wait a minute, did I not pay attention? What I wasn't thinking that at all. I, the first time I listened to the show, I didn't pick up on it. The second time I listened, to it, I was like, he never talked about anything before this. You may not have thought you were, but you have always done this on purpose. Now you're probably wondering why is a twelve-year-old sitting around wondering why people do what they do and don't do what they don't do. I remember the split second nope. yeah, I no. became obsessed with that. And by the way, I have to say this, you're probably wondering, has never been uttered by anyone naturally in the history of the world. You know, <laughs> you're probably wondering. That's something that people write down. It's dialogue in a movie or in a speech. It's never once just been said normally. 
people turn into weirdos as soon as they get on a microphone. Yeah. They become like this this microphone sapien and start speaking <laughs> in words that and start speaking in ways that no one ever has. Dick, you're probably wondering why I have so many one star reviews on my podcast. <laughs> Turns out people hate me. <laughs> this, just people don't talk like that. So that that was the introduction to this football story that you alluded to earlier. And I want to yeah. I want to tell you this football story that he tells is the most predictable story and it's so fucking long. Uh this is not edited by me at all. This is getting into the football story. Now, look. So I got to tell you we're pretty cocky. We think we're good and we look good. I mean, we got the best you know, they're black with these silver stripes down the side and black helmets and black wristbands and I mean, we think we're really bad, okay? Did you see how, did you listen to how that started? I didn't edit this at all. He starts off this sentence by saying, now look, so I got to tell you. Now, look, yeah. so I got to tell you, we're, this is a professional broadcast. This guy has a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Who talks like that? And then he fucks up. He doesn't even say, pronounce the word uniform. We got the best unit. Oh, they're black. Epic fail. <laughs> we got the best unit. They're black. Did you want to say uniform? I, I can't imagine what the guy who had to deal with this in post-production was, was going through. Like, this guy is phoning it fucking in. I'm supposed to piece this together and turn it into a podcast? This is impossible. It is. His story sounded like he is. It sounded like a retelling of like the cover of a Saturday Evening Post. That, yes. Or like a like a Charlie Brown cartoon. I was, I was thinking the entire time that is this. There's no way this happened. It's right. So, this can't possibly have happened. Dick, my next track on the board is called "Made Up Story," no. and I have proved that this is a made up story. So he's talking about how his football team were the rich kids, and they were going up against this ragtag team of. Of kids who didn't have the right equipment, but but they had the heart. They had, they were hungry. Phil also talks about how poor he was <laughs> in the know. same episode. It doesn't make any his dad sense. Dad is an alcoholic. <laughs> right. So this is how I know this is a made-up story. These kids start falling out of the back of these pickups. Nothing matches. They don't have jerseys. None of the helmets match. And the kid that lines up across from me, he's got on a button-up shirt for a jersey. What? 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 All right. <laughs> I don't know. He goes, he goes, this kid was wearing a button-up shirt because he, he didn't own any other shirts. So he had to wear his button-up shirt to play football. You can't fit shoulder pads underneath a button-up shirt. That doesn't make any fuck. Oh, the Sabres just scored. That doesn't make any fucking sense that this uh, kid would have a button-up shirt. That's a made-up story. That's a lie. Also, you're telling me that the kid only had one shirt? <laughs> he only had one shirt. He had to put masking tape on. The number four on the back It was masking tape. Because the next day he was going to take that tape off and go to school wearing that shirt. Then fit shoulder shirt? pants underneath it. Yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's poor, but then there's one shirt poor. Like, yeah. You, aren't they? It's the Salvation Army team. You're saying in the whole town they couldn't cobble together one extra shirt for this? Like a potato sack with holes cut in it that these kids could play in? Well, you know, Dr. Phil grew up in... Uh, sub-Saharan Africa and it's very poor there you're like what the fuck are we talking about it's America this kid is playing yeah. football he's got a helmet and shoulder pads and everything but he has one shirt that he wears one a button up shirt, shirt that he's put masking tape on for the numbers <laughs> so he could peel the masking tape off and go to school in the shirt the next day first of all you are gonna have masking tape residue on that shirt you stupid motherfucker you're gonna be walking around all day with a with a crappy leftover four on your back secondly why do you need a number if you're too poor to eat? To, if you're so poor that you're wearing jeans and football, like there's no ref. 
keeping like who's calling penalties by numbers because <laughs> all the kids have different helmets. And first of all, they're children. Secondly, they all look different. Like they, there's no need for numbers. Flag on the play. Number four, like there's, there's no one like calling this game. It was, it definitely never happened. And I don't even know if Dr. Phil played football because then he says this. <laughs> football pants. He had no football pants. He rolled his blue jeans up to his knees. So they look like football pants, football shoes, no football shoes. He had on loafers. All right. Football shoes. Football shoes. Yeah, for two things you know, here. My hockey shoes. My, my ice hockey shoes. <laughs> two That's what I call them. Two things here. They're, they're not called football shoes. They're called cleats. Cleats. So there's no way this guy understands how football works. He was like, this guy didn't even have football shoes. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then he says, so remember, these kids are 12 years old. He goes, instead of football shoes, he had loafers. You're telling me a 12 year old played a football game in loafers? This is made up. This is this is crazy. That's way more dangerous than just being barefoot. Right. Playing a, some fucking boat shoes. <laughs> Why didn't he trade his shoes for another shirt? <laughs> and then after the game, they get this. Oh, lo and behold, you know they had all the equipment, everything going for them. They get their asses handed to them by this ragtag team. And I, mean, I think he should have played up the poverty level more. Like they were in the parking lot. They were boiling water that had rocks in it for flavor. <laughs> they would pretend to be each other's dads because they didn't have any parents. Like, it sounds like a roll doll version of Texas. It's so over the top. Uh, so then, well, then he, he tells you that he befriended some of the guys on the team and he was envious of them because they had so much heart and character. You're like, did you remember that? <laughs> there's no, there's no fucking way. None of this is real. Uh, and th speaking of things that aren't real. After they get their asses kicked, he goes to his dad for some in-depth analysis on the game. I looked at my dad and said, what the hell happened? And he said, well, boy, you just got your ass handed to you on a platter. That's what happened. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, dad, thanks a lot. I was hoping for a little more in-depth analysis than that. No, you think a 12-year-old is looking for in-depth analysis from his father? Yeah I, yeah, I know we lost, but what could I have done on that third down play to better protect the quarterback? You're not going to get in-depth analysis from your father after a fucking peewee football game. <laughs> the quarterback who was wearing loafers. <laughs> uh, this is made-up story number two. He talks about how he used to work at Hallmark. This is crazy, Dick. He's always been a cog in the gynocratic machine, hasn't he? Yes, obviously. Yeah, from Hallmark to Oprah. So he says, I used to work at Hallmark. And he starts off by saying, I worked this shift from four to midnight where my job was to take a sledgehammer to stuff and, and destroy it. And then he says, we didn't have any supervision. And then I don't know why he ever said that, because the story goes off in this other direction that makes zero sense. I was there with this other guy. They said, now, okay, you're not going to have supervision because you're here from four to midnight and it's really noisy. We're going to put you off in this warehouse. You're mature enough to work without supervision, are you? I looked at him like, I can't believe you even asked me that. Are you kidding me? So as soon as they leave, I have a buddy come down and we decide we're going to build a hot rod. And I'm talking now, guys, you're going to love this right. 1966 Chevelle Super Sport 396 375 horse. <laughs> so that's what you were talking about. So he never talks about Hallmark again. He just says, I, I got this job. He goes in depth about this job that he had. 
And then he's like, as soon as the supervisor left, we started building a hot rod. And then it turns into the story about Mark. Yes, I guess. <laughs> and then it turns into the story about he was going 120 miles per hour in downtown Kansas City for some reason. Yeah, I think I said bullshit out loud. Yes! Said that we went 125 miles. And I said, oh, bullshit. No, you did not. And he really paints a picture. He's like, and then we had this cop behind us. And when I say they were on our bumper, you couldn't put a bubblegum wrapper between our bumpers at 120 <laughs> miles per hour. Jesus fucking Christ, Phil. No one's buying this nonsense. We were going so fast, you couldn't keep a sheep wet on top of all. <laughs> he is like, he's like a successful Forrest Gump. I can't unhear it now. Was all it? of his stupid metaphors and aphorisms. So when he got pulled over by the cops, the cops came in. And his one buddy mouthed off, and the cop laid him out. And that's what led Dr. Phil to Life Law number one. Bam, I wrote Life Law number one. You either get it or you don't. <laughs> wow. This guy's a deep thinker. This is why I go to Dr. Phil. How would I have ever known that Life Law if Dr. I mean, Phil hadn't told me this long, drawn-out, made-up story about a fucking hot rod where he, you either get it or you don't? I mean, that's a perfect example of things I've screamed at women and it just doesn't work. So maybe Dr. <laughs> Phil's take is maybe his his um, teaching method is better than mine, but it just doesn't work, man. He, he might they be onto something. It. Well, speaking of women, when he does say that we all know people who don't get it. Now, don't you know people in your life who don't get it? Maddox. I'll give you a minute. Make a list. And Maddox. What else does he say on that, on that story? I love that he gives you the opportunity to sh feel better than people you know in his podcast. Right. <laughs> like, let's have a moment of silence for all the people you think you're better than. I'll give you a minute. Yeah, yeah. Think about all the people you're better oh. than. Guess what? The answer is zero. You're listening to Dr. Phil's podcast to figure out how to live your life. <laughs> this is not. This is not good. At the beginning of the show, Dr. Phil explains that. He's not an entertainer who's going to come out and sing and dance. And this is a series that I want you to get something out of. Look, I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't even draw a straight line. So that means when I talk to somebody, they got to get something out of it because you're not looking at me for eye candy. And yeah. like I say, I can't entertain you with singing or dancing. Home run, call me a home run. <laughs> I don't know if he thinks he's being cute or funny. He goes, I can't, I can't sing. I can't dance. The one thing I do know is how to spot a real male chauvinist. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> <laughs> this whole, this for both of these podcasts, I felt like I was being sold something Yes. the entire time. I had the sneaking suspicion that these motherfuckers are trying to sell me something that I don't want. I, I hope that people have seen your appearance on Dr. Phil and understand where we're coming from. I, maybe I'll yeah. post it in our subreddit later because he believed that you were the character Dick Masterson in real life. You had written I mean, the book. I, you were all I in. I think that he, he just wanted to know that I could do a good enough job to sell it to his audience. Okay. Like, I don't, there's no way he could, he could say these, because he's been saying the same thing I, for the entire, ever since the first time he showed up on television. Like, it's the same stupid message over and over and over. It, it's like, his message is, you are in charge of, of your life and everything is your fault, except there's also that there's that twist where 
it just lets people be judgmental of everybody else around <laughs> them with that. Like they, if that, he's not talking about them. He's telling them that everyone they know, that's what they should think about them. Like it's such a, it's like such a weird little religious uh, inception that he does on people. And I think that's why he tacitly did not blow me out for being obviously a, a phony and a troll. Like he needs, he needed the bad guy more. He's the Hitler channel and I'm his Hitler. That's, Okay. I said I always had the impression that you had gotten one over on him because you can't even find the original video of that. Like they have buried that episode. It's it's because two of the women who were on that episode sued CBS for making them be in a house with a nudist. Oh, uh, oh, dude, so that nothing like, to do with you. This okay. Crazy legal battle. They sued CBS to gag the episodes. CBS uh, slapped them back or something. It was like this legal back and forth. Some, another fucking lawsuit. The lawsuit, the <laughs> edition zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but th legally they can't, they can't show them. Oh, okay. Um, shame. It's a shame. I thought Dr. Phil was embarrassed that he had a character on his show and treated it like a real person. I don't think Dr. <laughs> Phil's ever been embarrassed in his entire life. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so he comes out and says that he can't, uh, he can't sing or dance. And of course, I had to do the uh, the Genesis treatment on that. And this is a series that I want you to get something out of. Look, I can't sing, can't dance, I can't even draw a straight line. And this is a series that I want you to get something out of. I have a I have a an OCD thing. Where when I hear song lyrics on a podcast, I'm like, well, now I have to turn that into that song. Yeah. I don't know why I do it, but it has to be done every fucking time. I'm going to do that from now on. Just drop song lyrics so you have to... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um, later on in the show, he is talking about when you, you want to be fun to live with, right? And he talks mm. about how um, when you're with your spouse, how much fun are you having? He throws out this statistic. And in case you didn't know... If you have a television in your bedroom, your sex life suffers 50%. 55 zero percent. All right. How the fuck do they get <laughs> a statistic like that, Dick? He says that if you have a TV in your bedroom, you get 50% less sex than people who don't have a TV. First off, I don't know what the methodology is to collect this data. I'd like to know that. That'd be my first question. Yeah. Secondly, I also want to know who doesn't have a TV in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that's weird too. Like Amish people are uh -huh. fucking all over the place, apparently. So my my second question is: Is this a correlation or is it causation? Because I don't think that I'm like, no, 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 no. I gotta see Jimmy Fallon tonight. Let's not fuck. That's not how that works. Your TV is not gonna be better than getting laid. Yeah, I'm also imagining who's watching. Like, I'm imagining the boomers that have Bill Maher on at night in the bedroom and thinking, <laughs> I don't think shutting the TV off is going to help them. Right. Like, they need to wheel the Cialis two bathtubs in if anything's going to help these two. But that is one of the things that people like Dr. Phil, who are successful, so they have a gullible audience to begin with. These people yeah. want to be led. These are These are people who are not leaders. They need to be led. They need to have someone tell them how to live their lives, what to do. If you throw out statistics, no one ever questions it. No one ever no. says, well, how the fuck do you collect data on that? 50% less sex if there's a TV. If I get rid of my TV, no, I'm single. If I get rid of my TV, I'll start fucking. Is that how that works? Like, so I, I would love for somebody to just have some kind of fact checking 
It's more no, like... No, we're, we're post-fact. Post-fact, check it. Uh, this is him talking down to his audience, which is one of my favorite things. And if you are a mother or a father and you've got kids that are five, six, seven, eight, ten years old. What about nine? Take a real close <laughs> look and you're going to notice something. They have arms and legs. They can pick up their own room. They can pick up their own toys. They can even make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And nobody will call Child Protective Services if they have to make themselves a sandwich. You don't have to do everything. And here's an interesting word to put in your vocabulary. No. (sighs) The best part about that clip is that's what he says immediately following, how much fun are you to live with? <laughs> and then he's like, "Tell your six-year-old fucking brat to make his own sandwich." Oh, and I the like back to that religious thing. I yeah. can hear somebody listen to that episode and then walk into like their sister's house or whatever and say, "You need to tell these kids no. You need to teach them some responsibility." Like, yep. bitch, you just heard that on the Doctor Phil podcast. <laughs> no one's listening to the Doctor Phil podcast. Fortunately, it's the only saving grace here. Although, speaking of um, the homework assignments that he was giving out earlier, yeah, he, it, he it's a little give and take. So in this case, he's going to do the work for us. The first book I wrote was back in, I don't know, 98. I don't know, you probably can't even buy it anymore. So I'm going to put it on the website, the things I'm talking about, so you don't have to. But I wrote... Oh, he's going to put it on his website so that I don't have to. I don't even remember being this guy's webmaster. But apparently now he's going to put up his old book on his website. Thank you. Yeah, he, he's got a Wix account. Uh, he just does it in his home. It's like doc, doc, uh, D, Dr. Phil 3 at Hotmail.com. He logs in. and Yeah, he didn't like the way I formatted it. He's like, you know what? I'll do it so that you don't have to. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'll just do it. He's being passive aggressive. No, 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 no Carl. You're, you're, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll just fucking do it. It's got to get done right. Uh, it's fine. Uh, what else do I have out here? Oh, this is great. So I think we've covered pretty well the topic of conversation that's going on. There's really nothing earth-shattering that's going on here. But yeah. in, in case it got a little too heady for you, doctor, <laughs> the good doctor gives us permission to listen to this episode multiple times. So when you finish listening to this, and you can listen to it as many times as you want to. Oh, can we? <laughs> i got to go back and hear that again. So wait, you're saying I should work on me first before I worry about the people around me? You don't say. I need to hear it again. I need to hear the. I need to hear about the football game again. I need to hear about the car racing game again. Holy shit! The ads that come in on this show are so awkward because he's talking about this thing that he's acting like is going to change your life, and then he obviously well, has it'll re- help you live by design. Right. This is the Living by Design series, right? They couldn't pick either fill in the blanks or live by design, so they went with both of them. Like. <laughs> This is either going to be a fun, folksy show that has a pun in it, or it's going to be living by design, like a little bit more cerebral uh, pun. They chose to go with the double pun. So, Dick, maybe you don't understand how marketing and branding works, but this is Dr. Phil's podcast that's called Phil in the Blanks, and this is the Living by Design series within that. There's layers and layers of nonsense. Oh, I see. It's it's not confusing at all. It's very easy. I had to send you the title because I was like, wait a minute. You said Living by Design series, but it says fill in the blanks series one. Oh, poor dick, man. You got kicked off Twitter again. Oh, I know. What the fuck? 
I should have listened to Dr. Phil fix my own problems first. <laughs> How did they figure out it was you? Wasn't your uh, handle like, I'm not with Dick or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I'm against it. I'm against it. I thought it. that would do it, but I guess <laughs> but not. But they figured I it I out. I got kicked off because I was defending that guy, that Vic guy. I got involved in that Vic Magant, that voice actor that got me too'd. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it works anymore. I had to buy a phone number. Uh, uh, I bought a phone number in Belgium, okay. and I was in a VPN in Belgium, so all my Twitter shit was going through Belgium, and they still found me. I don't know how, Marty, but they found me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you could have been a little sneakier about it than you were. Well, you know, fuck it. <laughs> it's funny that you go through all of those lengths, but you still have your name in the, the handle. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, man. I got to do better. You can do better. I got to do better. Oh, that's funny. So this is the awkward transition because he's talking about things that are so important. And then all of a sudden he just shoehorns in an advertisement. What is your personal truth? What do you believe about yourself? And here's how you need to do that. In just a moment, I'm going to tell you exactly how you need to do that. (laughs) But first, you know what's not smart? Job boards that send you candidates that aren't qualified for your role. (laughs) This is not... This is not targeted advertising. He's talking to idiots who don't have a job and telling them how to have self-esteem. And then he goes, are you trying to hire the right candidate for the positions you're trying to fill? None of the people listening to your show are recruiting candidates for a position no. right now. That's no. that's the worst advertisement you can have on the show. That's like uh, Maddox when he has his $400 fucking leather satchels that he's selling. His <laughs> audience is not buying $400 satchels. Uh... The same guys who are worried about being creepy perverts or whatever the hell that episode was about. Yes. Yeah, they're not they're not buying thousand uh, dollar shoes, designer handbags. All right, I got one, I got one more clip on uh, fill in the blanks, and then we can move on to uh, the biggest problem in the universe. Okay, this is the opposite of how self help works. I'm not sure why he has this angle to it. You can be right again as soon as we finish. As soon as you turn me off, get out of your car, finish your walk, go back, do whatever you want to do, you can go back to being right. But as long as we're talking, look at everything I ask you to consider in terms of whether or not what you're doing in your life currently and what I might ask you to do in your life moving forward, does it make you happy? So he says there, he literally says, as soon as you're done listening to me, go back to being the same old douchebag you always have been. But just in this moment, during this 40-minute podcast, I want you to change your life. But then later he assigns your homework to do. So which is it, Dr. Phil? Do I have to actually change the way I live my life and fill out these worksheets? Or can I just pretend to be... Fill out. I pronounced that (laughs) wrong. You got me there. (laughs) I pronounced it with two L's like an idiot. Oh, and then I'm fuck. supposed to go be happy, right? So as soon as I'm done listening to this, I'm supposed to go buy a 12-pack and do heroin? <laughs> like, what What do, you, what do you mean here, Phil? Hey, it's better to be happy than right. I'll tell you yeah, that. That's true. Doing heroin might not be right, but sure does make you happy. It does make me happy. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to translate that. A lot of ways to interpret it. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with fill in the blanks? You know what? I love Dr. Phil now. This is this was this whole episode was like how I learned to stop worrying and love Dr. Phil. Uh, I don't know how he manages to keep his calm while he's uh, delivering that excrement. 
routinely and he has been doing it for years like you never you never hear dr phil complain about playing the classics that's true you're a band they just they never they always want to show you their new stuff like yep. dr phil just plays the hits he shows up <laughs> tells you that it's all your fault and then tells you some dumb stories and country aphorisms and then he and then he puts the mic down he's like the elton john of uh daytime tv i love him god bless him for it you couldn't be more accurate. He even says, I wrote a book 20 years ago, 1998, something like that. And in yeah. the book, I said that. It's like, well, it's 20 years later. Have you learned anything since then? Nope. It's all nope. still exactly the same. Rule number one, either you get it or you don't. Great, <laughs> Phil. Thanks for that amazing worldly advice. Rule number two, get, get, get after it. Get after it. <laughs> Rule number three, try hard. Okay, I, I guess. Play the hits, man. Play them forever. That's good. You know what? This show actually inspired me, and I wish I had more time. I would have put this together. I should do a self-help show for podcasters where I just get on and just say the most obvious shit. Stop saying like so much. Why are you saying like so much? Why are you reading off a wiki page to your listeners? Your listeners can read a wiki page. They don't need you to read the wiki page. What are you doing? Stop laughing. That's my tip for all podcasters. Yeah. Try to get through an episode and like try not to laugh. It'll make it will make you funnier. It will make the episode better. We've been we've listened to some shows recently where the over the top laughter. So we listened to last podcast on the left. Familiar with those guys? Yeah. That's no, a, I'm not. I haven't listened to them. It's a big show. Yeah. Every, everyone knows that show. And we were listening to these episodes about Joseph Mengele, which is not a fun or funny topic, right? So what these Unless you're very uncomfortable talking about anything that's verboten. Right. So what these guys would do is when the, the subject matter got a little too heavy, they would talk about home improvement, that uh, 90s sitcom. And that would just crack them up. They're like, he used to wear these Michigan sweaters. <laughs> 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 remember, remember Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he's like the neighbor. You never saw his face. And so this is what they would do to like be the comic relief of the show. And it was over the top laughter that there's no way they were having that much fun with that. Yeah. So we called that out. They're fucking subreddit, Dick. <laughs> they, they were not happy with us. And then this is crazy. I got associated with you somehow. And they're like, well, these guys are fucking alt-right assholes. Because yeah. they're, they're down with Dick Masterson. I was like, wait, what's, what's going on here? All I do yeah. is make fun of podcasts. I'm not talking politics. Nah, that won't wash off, man. <laughs> they won't wash off. Now I'm now affiliated with once, uh, once Dick Once you get Masterson. with Dick, it sticks. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's good advice. Try try to stop laughing. And you know what? Someone's gonna clip me saying that, and then put that together with me fake fucking laughing at everything Croge says or something. I know it's yeah. gonna that's gonna come back to haunt me for sure. It well, we try does. to be good. We try, we try to be better. We're we not always successful at it, but Jesus, just try. Oh, shit. All right. Let's move on to uh, the biggest problem in the universe. Self-help number two. Self-help podcast yeah. number two. So this is odd. Dick Masterson used to be on a show called The Biggest Problem in the Universe with his co-host Maddox. And episode 77, you guys are a year and a half into it. All of a sudden, there's no dick. And this guy, mm. Asterius Kokonos, is co-hosting the show. And Asterius has been on the show many times. The fans all know and love him. So it seems like it's okay. 
because they started off the show by just saying that, you know, Dick couldn't be here. Welcome back and welcome Mysterios. Dick couldn't make it this week. Welcome uh, to the show. Yeah, look, look, I got, I got big shoes to fill. So Dick couldn't be here this week, he says. Now, yeah. now, Dick, I think you and I talked about this. Didn't Sean have to come over to your house and grab your computer in order to record the show? That's right, because <laughs> they were trying to do it in secret without me knowing. Yeah, uh, the we're... backstory, quickly, the backstory. Yeah, could, go for it. A lot of people probably know, but some people don't. Uh, before this, before episode 77 of The Biggest Problem in the Universe, I left a wedding with uh, with a one of with Maddox's ex girlfriend of like three years or something like that, who he apparently was still obsessively in love with. Uh, I was at a wedding with Maddox. Maddox was there with his current girlfriend who he lived with. His ex girlfriend was also at the wedding. Her and I left together in I mean in secret. I wasn't rubbing it in his face, but the guy's a little yenta. Word got back to him, and Maddox lost his fucking mind. He started blowing up her phone uh obsessively he did it the following day he called her at work and made her sit on the hold phone on at work hold on i gotta go i gotta stop you right there dick go ahead he was worried about it because you had too much to drink and he was very worried about her riding oh, yeah. home <laughs> riding home with you because yeah. i think she had a dui too and he was very concerned as a friend right <laughs> right he's very very concerned about very concerned as a friend any dangerous activities that might be good. That was why. He was so concerned um, that he had, he had a call and text her for days and weeks following that, just to make sure she was still okay from that. So Maddox <laughs> called me, finally got a hold of me, and I was, uh, you know, I was recovering from the hangover and a couple other things, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and I talked to him, I talked to Maddox for probably a half hour. He made it clear in no uncertain terms that if anything happened between her and I, the show was done, so then he asked, uh, the $64,000 question, did anything happen? And I said, of course not. I would never do anything like that. Uh, we're very good friends, and I respect our I respect our bromance more than any romance, uh, dude, because I'm a, I'm a weird new... Because I'm, I'm, I'm a weird new type of modern man who has dysfunctional borderless relationships with other men. Uh, that's why. So uh, you we said that talking, with, you said that with a straight face too, right? Yeah. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. And Maddox, <laughs> you know, he explained how it's the appearance. It's even if nothing happened, it's still the appearance that something may have happened is still unacceptable to him. So uh, that he was gonna uh, do. He doesn't know what to do about the show. And I said, look, you know, figure it out. Figure your figure figure yourself out. Go listen to a Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil's podcast wasn't out at the time. <laughs> I know. I if only it was there him. for you him. Clearly, you clearly need help. I don't know where to send you, though. Maybe if Dr. Phil had a podcast or something, you go listen to that. Oh, shit. So a couple days later, Sean texts me and says, hey, uh, this is kind of weird, but uh, I need to borrow your computer. Uh, when Maddox tried to get his computer to record the podcast, uh, but we couldn't get it to work, so can we just use yours? And it's like, oh, okay. You guys are uh, recording my show without me. And you got to fill in guest. Wonderful. I gave him the computer. Yep. And I texted a stereo. Say no hard feelings. I hope you have a great show. Uh, and then here, then there's the show. And they put on this facade that you just couldn't be there. And then he goes on to talk more about um, how he's got big shoes to fill and yeah. what what he'll be doing on the this show. This worked out super duper well because. I was coming in town for the week anyway to get as drunk as possible with my friends. And how's it been going? Uh, I have two giant glasses of whiskey in front of me, <laughs> and I'm going to see how deep in the bag I can get over this episode. 
And look, you know what? I'll leave it up to the listeners to decide just how slurred my speech gets. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But this worked out well. Dick couldn't make it. I'm here. They say that oh. multiple times, Dick couldn't make it, as if they're trying to convince themselves. You have no idea. I can hear Maddox's asshole clench when Asterios talks about how much he's drinking and how much he's going to drink. Yes. I can hear how uncomfortable Maddox gets listening to that. It's, it's so funny. As he should be, because... So Asterios says the listeners can determine how much I slur. I consider myself a listener. Let's check it out. They start talking about the gender wage gap, because that's a lot of fun. This is a fun comedy show that they're Hilarious. doing. The biggest problem in the universe, if you haven't heard it before, the hosts come in with a problem and they debate whether it's the biggest problem in the universe or not. Yeah. On this specific episode, they talk about cowardly perverts and the virginity stigma. We're going to hear very little about either of those topics because these guys get into these fucking political discussions that are yeah. the opposite Let of fun. Let me fill in some blanks for you. These two have blank sexual issues. They both bring it <laughs> yep. up. Yeah, obviously. So this is a stereos. And Asterios is a very funny guy. I'm a huge fan yeah, of his. Yeah. He'll get very animated. He's a character. And now he's been drinking whiskey. He has turned into drunk, slurring, monotone Asterios. Here's an example of that. When I say it's going to be up for debate, I guess what I mean to say is people will be debating it. Because, look, <laughs> there's political capital to be made by the debate. That, you know, you can go out and raise money on one end of it or raise money on the other end of it. People are going to be using it as a crutch or whatever. But listen, the thing is, um, do you disagree that, like, generally speaking, women have it harder in society than men? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to zoom in on, the, on him slurring real quick. Just listen to this. There's political capital to be made by the debate. Generally speaking, women have it harder in society than men. <laughs> this is halfway through the podcast. He's already that drunk. And it's it's not a surprise that, I think you, you said this before, Maddox was hoping he could just move on from you and continue to yeah. do the show. He tried one test pilot episode. Wrong. And it was like, all right. Asterios wants to come in here and get fucking blackout drunk. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> yeah, he, so this is Maddox's shot out of a cannon right here. He's bringing all the energy. He's losing his shit. And then Asterios, who usually has that level of energy... Just sucks all of the energy out of the room. If Iceland, the most <laughs> feminist country, has uh, the same wage gap as America, then it's fucking not true, dude. It's look, just not. Look, buddy, the thing is, it's just, again, I'll say that I believe the wage gap outrage speaks to a larger injustice. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd rather be right than funny. That yes! Fill in the blank for these two. Yes, I couldn't believe the parallels between these shows. And that, uh, I'd rather be happy than right, is the best advice Maddox could ever hear in his life. Because yeah. that's the only thing he cares about, is being right. Yeah. You listen to his show now, The the Best Debate, and he'll suck the life out of any conversation to call someone out. Like, oh, you, you don't even know what you're talking about, because I worked at this company. And but like, okay, whatever. They were yeah, trying to the riff. funny thing. The funny thing about this episode to me was that Asterios will match whatever he sees in the room mm -hmm. usually and that over the course of the episode 77 you can see him match maddox's unironic uh pretentiousness yes, yes. Like, everything's serious everything's they're, they're having like a contest of who could talk 
Softly and more serious. Yeah. Oh. Until you can barely hear them. This is a perfect example. So this is a stereo. So he's very drunk. And he's talking about the injustice that women have in the workplace. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. This is this is just great stuff. It, it couldn't be more fun on a podcast. I'm not I'm not I'm not debating the wage gap statistics like. But what I'm saying is when you're a woman in the workplace, if you act like confident, you're called bossy. And if you act proud, you're called bitchy. And if you tell people what to do, you're called the C word. Whereas, like, if you're a guy, and look, this is just my experience. This is just, you could say this is generalization, that's fine. But, like, I just feel like, specifically in the workplace, women have it harder. All right, I cut it off there. It goes on and on. He talks about Tina Fey once said this thing, and... This is just my experience. <laughs> Women in the workplace have it harder than men. Like, well, which is it? What do you mean? It's... The worst part uh, is he goes on to say that when women are bossy, you know, they get called bitch and they get called the C word. And when men do that, they're called brilliant. It's like, well, what workplace are you talking about? Men get called Every single fucking name you could possibly think of. Yeah. When was the last time you were called brilliant? Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you were called any of these things? No, it's it's nothing but negativity. And the, the best I'm, part I is. I am that all the time, and I am always called an asshole. Yes, all right. the fucking time. If, 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 if I have ever gotten through a meeting and I wasn't called an asshole, then I think I did something wrong. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> let, me, let me get back in and review these notes. Did I miss something that somebody didn't get chewed out for? Uh, you know, I, I like to get up in meetings and be like, listen, the, you guys are not talking about this right. We got to look at this data point right here. And I was like, this guy is brilliant. I'm really <laughs> glad you took over the meeting like that, you fucking yeah. douche. Oh, you're you're jeopardizing <laughs> all of our jobs? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Man. I, I swear, if a woman just said that, I would have punched her right in the face. But this guy, <laughs> this guy's onto something. He's onto it because of his penis. Fair enough. I don't know. Uh, it's been my experience, and I don't know everything about the world, but it's been my experience that when women get called shit, it's by other women. It's it's oh, not yeah. it's not men going. I find her to be a little too bossy. If it it's a little <laughs> it's a little too yeah. spicy. Because a man's gonna say, uh, "What do you mean, woman presenter? I didn't even hear anything. <laughs> it's invisible." Uh, and then uh, Asterios has just the best argument you could possibly come up with. He's talking about uh, female directors not getting their due. Oh, Why is no. it that someone like Steven Spielberg gets to direct forty movies? over 40 years and there are all these fantastic female directors and they get to direct like one or two when they're done and it's just i don't know <laughs> i just feel like there's a larger sexism at play so he thinks that steven spielberg getting work is due to sexism have you seen a steven spielberg movie have you followed what he does at the box office are you fucking crazy hysterious that was the worst example you could have picked <laughs> the most <laughs> the most famous director to ever live you could you could name off 30 movies that that guy's made that are brilliant. And you're like, you know what? This is because of sex. And Steven Spielberg's still getting work in Hollywood. Like, oh, damn it. I'm trying uh, to root for you, buddy. Steven Spielberg, the best of the best. <laughs> I'm just, Why does he? And he only got 40 movies. Like, uh, I know he should have he gotten twice that much. And these two fucking, it's also, I love that LA comedians are always so, all of their problems go back to, Hollywood, an right. industry that they are not in, and they think they are in. Yep. Like these are two guys sitting in a in a in a forty year old gross man's bedroom recording a, a podcast <laughs> that everyone hates, 
and they're worried about who's getting jobs in the upper echelons of Hollywood. Like, you are not in this industry, you motherfuckers. Well, Stop pretending that you are. I think that's the problem is that Maddox has no frame of reference for this stuff. Now, at least Asterios actually worked at a big PR firm. He knows how, how this works within the workplace, but I don't think Maddox has any clue of how this no. works in the real world. He just, no. he just goes, you know, anytime there's someone who's brought up to be part of the scene, to be part of the industry, he always has to say, oh, I know that person. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm friends with her. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know all about that. It's like, oh, they have a contest on who knows the Lady Ghostbusters director more. Act- right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, okay, that's guys. one of the things that, that they talk about is this Lady Ghostbusters. And uh, again, just so many hot takes going on with that. I will say that uh, your buddy Sean came in with a zinger on this one. You, they have the They have the opportunity to fail or succeed on the strength of the script and the direction and the acting. Oh, uh, that, hmm. Look, that's just how I feel. Interesting. I'm yeah. The interesting casting, though, is Melissa McCarthy as Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Sean. I, He's not normally the comic relief, but on this episode, he had to be. I think he stole that joke from me. Either he stole that from me or I stole it from his brother and he stole it from his brother as well. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I remember making that joke too. That's funny. So you weren't there, and not only did they steal your computer, but they stole your jokes, they stole too. stole my jokes, too. <laughs> uh, so Maddox has this hot take, because Asterios is sticking up for women in Hollywood. <laughs> it uh, became the view. It became yes. half of the view as soon as I left. Oh, this is brutal. So listen to Maddox's hot take about um, the, the current situation with minorities in Hollywood. But here's the thing. It's always straight white women who are bitching about, oh, we don't, we don't, we're not winning. We're not winning enough Oscars. We don't have enough jobs. How, how many times are they complaining that not enough Korean representation or not enough Chinese representation? Or how about Inuits? Or how about Indonesians? How about Vietnamese? How about all these fucking people? How about, how about one out of every six people in the world, or actually two out of every, out of every, uh, seven people in the world are either Chinese or Indian? How many of them do we have represented in the, in the Oscars? Yeah, the women are all, they're not, they're not fighting their battles. They're like, me, me, me. It's always their battles. Look, if we want to talk about representation, shouldn't we first talk about the people who are almost never represented? How many male, Asian actors uh, leads are there in Hollywood? Who cares? <laughs> this is like the McLovin ID. Like, well, you know, the most common name in the world is Mohammed. So that's why I put it on my fake ID. <laughs> the, the best part about this is Asteros is, is trying to say that women need to be, you know, because of this Ghostbusters movie that's coming out, because this is back in 2015. So yeah. he's trying to make this point, and Maddox comes in, he's like, oh, I got a hot take for this. Did you know that two in seven people in the world are Indian or Chinese? So he's mixing gender, race, nationality. These are all very different things that we're talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of people from Venezuela who have never been in a movie in Hollywood. Are we, is this what we're talking about right now? This is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. Doesn't make any is, sense. Is he including like Chinese cinema or like Bollywood? No, or those he's just it? talking about the Oscars specifically. This is in America, Hollywood. We're talking about an American institution. And he's like, you know who's underrepresented? Non-Americans. No shit. You don't say. I don't know why he's so threatened by it. Like he sounds so angry about the Hollywood thing. Like he's not, he doesn't, there's no chance of him winning an Oscar ever. These guys get fired up over the most nonsensical bullshit that they shouldn't even yeah. be talking about. And I give Asterios, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he was very, very drunk. 
I can't imagine he remembers any of these conversations. <laughs> but he does come in with a, a bit right here that is is really well executed. And I have mm-hmm. to ask you after we listen to this, if Maddox was in on the gag and let it happen. Is it the parents one? No. Okay. I have that Go too. Ahead. I have yeah. that too. But this is yeah. right after Maddox has that hot take about, well, there's not that many Indians or Chinese or Asian. And yeah. uh, and so Asterios does this. I would, you know what? Actually, let me jump back for yeah. a second. I just want to say that this thing you've created is beautiful. <laughs> it's it's this gorgeous thing. He's got this great hat. He's got these funny arms. What are you talking about? He doesn't know. <laughs> this straw man you created yeah, yeah, you is fantastic. <laughs> you I just have to say. Yeah. So my question to you is. I know. I know he, what you're going to say. <clears throat> he let that go on and it almost seemed like he was playing the role he should be playing at that point and letting Asterios get his gag out. But I don't think he's that kind of person. Um, I would bet, I would bet any amount of money on this. I would bet the $20 million on this. Maddox did not know that he was whistling the Scarecrow's song. He was reacting to the word Scarecrow and in Maddox's mind, he thinks that Asterios was whistling like a a Jeopardy type of music to build up for his joke. That's what I figured. I was like, he can't be that dumb. He's either playing along with the bit or he's one of the dumbest people ever because he's... That was a very long buildup to your creating a straw man argument, which was well done, well executed. But I can't imagine, I can't believe he got that all out without Maddox trampling all over it. Because Maddox didn't understand what the whistling was. He doesn't know that song. Like, I promise you that he, if you whistled that song, he would not know where it's from. And even afterwards, he wouldn't be able to connect the two. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, Um, it's amazing. I think you were alluding to this because. Again, Asterios, I, I got to stop saying this. Asterios had been drinking, and he yeah. said something that I don't think he would normally say on the podcast. Yeah, holy shit. Because your parents, you're not a huge fan. Oh, wait. No, we can't say this on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> he catches himself immediately. Oh, we can't say that on the podcast. So, obviously, there were rules about what you could and couldn't talk about. Um, if he had to catch yeah, himself at, like at that. that point, I, I think that that might be a stereos airing on the side of not wanting to ever say anything about anybody that he's not a hundred percent sure they would want shared, which is, yeah. uh, which is very ironic, uh, now <laughs> right. back at everything that happened. Um, but I don't, I didn't know that was a, there was a lot different back then. Like we did try to look out for one another. Yeah, um, that, that would, would be different. <laughs> That would be that would fall under that. I I meant when Asterius was making the joke about other people's parents and then talking about how his parents were great and it everyone completely missed it. Oh right. Yeah. Let's get back into the fun, Dick. This is classic Maddox. We're talking about video games for the first half oh, of this God. show. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of video game talk. And uh, Maddox is talking about this video game company called Konami. This is the uh, the setup to that. But yeah. Konami mm-hmm. is a shit show right now. Mm-hmm. Real shit show. Tell me about it. I don't know about this. Well, it's awful. All right. So Konami is a shit show right now, Dick. It's yeah. awful. All right. These guys used to make video games, and now this company is a shit show. So I got to find out what's going on here. 
What are, what are they regressing back to like eight bit games? What are they doing? What's what's this what are they shit doing show? That's so bad. What are they doing? It's so bad. So I was in Vegas for a month, and I was uh, shooting this game show. And every now and then, I'd pop into a casino and just check out, you know, peruse the the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's awful and as depressing as I remember. But I was walking along and I saw these these something I never thought I would see on a slot machine, and it is the Contra logo. What? And you're th- it's exactly the Contra you're thinking about, the old Nintendo Contra. Spread gun. Spread gun, uh, machine gun, flamethrower, laser. Konami code. The Konami code, it's all there, and it's on a fucking slot machine. Oh my, can you imagine the horror that must have been on Maddox's face when he saw Contra was at a slot machine? It's like, so, <laughs> it's, his, uh, it's sacrilege. What a shit show. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the shit. Sh- List when he said I something I would never thought I would see on a slot machine. Yeah. That wouldn't have been in my top one thousand. Nope, I never would have come around to Contra. And <laughs> survey says not anyone. No and, uh, This is neither here nor there. I go to Vegas about once a year. I've never seen a Contra slot machine. So I don't have know if it just ever- didn't catch on or what, what. What place is he going to? Maybe you haven't been perusing the floor of the right. <laughs> I, was, I was perusing the floor. It's depressing, man. Is it? Vegas is my happiest place in the world. I fucking love it there. What's depressing about that? I mean, it's it's only depressing if your parents gambled away your college money. This. Hey, listen, we don't like to talk about Max's parents on the show. <laughs> Remember that rule. Yeah. Oh, oh whoops. <laughs> whoops. So this is just the last part of this shit show that is Konami. Bass goes on to say this. And Gosh. I think it's just a big cash grab because they, they realize they have all this IP that they can piss away. <laughs> I think a slot machine is a big cash grab. Oh, you think? Can you believe he said that? He said that seriously with a serious fucking affect. I think this is just a big cash grab. This is just a big cash grab. What they're I put money in and I only sometimes get money out. I don't I'm not gonna stand for this. So this asshole is upset with a corporation for trying to make money. That's the only job a corporation has, is to make money. Could you imagine George in a board meeting with these guys? Hey, uh, someone gets up, they're like, I think we should uh, diversify our product line. Uh, so the way, George's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you want to make money? Sit well, down, what asshole. What are, what's, our, what's our goal here? One of our meetings that we went to, one of our pitch meetings, like for, uh, you know, Hollywood pitch meetings, yeah. the execs we pitched to asked uh, a- asked afterwards, not uh, they asked the representation afterwards, if Maddox was high. <laughs> that's how bad, if he was on, that, on something, that's how bad he is in meetings. I believe it. Yeah. He's not thinking of this in the right way. He thinks Konami's a shit show, and he said, they've... Moved to mobile games and slot machines. And I was thinking, <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking brilliant to me. That's where everybody's attention is. Gambling and their smartphone. I don't know. You could call it a shit show, but I, I think maybe they've made some good decisions. I mean, it's fun gambling on, like, a themed slot machine. That's the point. The people who want to gamble on it are having a good time. Relax. Dick, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Willy Wonka, but that is a shit show. That's a shit show. <laughs> because now it's a fucking slot machine. Like, they're not even taking themselves seriously anymore. What's going on with that? <laughs> Konami, it's a shit show. <laughs> like, you don't own stock in it. What do you mean I know. I know. It's so funny. I would just love to watch this guy react to normal things that all of us do not give a shit about throughout the day. Like, oh, my God. 
Trump has his name on a tower? What a shit show. What a shit show. Towers have become a shit show. <laughs> All right, this is a clip that I have. Maddox is so predictable. He would do this thing where he'd rev up for a drop that he wanted to hit. And he would he would have this sarcastic tone. Yeah. And Asterios picks up on this right away and goes, ah, I see what you're doing. But it doesn't stop Maddox. He pushes right through it and just continues to make sure he gets this great joke in. <laughs> Who cares? What the, what the there's there hasn't been a Ghostbusters movie in 20 years. Just gotta give him a fucking chance. Huh. Oh, okay. I hadn't thought about that as serious. Oh, really, really good. Here point. comes here comes Maddox's <laughs> bullshit bridging <laughs> statement before he plays a no. sound drop. No, that was that was really thoughtful. I, I I actually hadn't thought about that. Maybe you've changed my mind. I think you may have changed my mind. Well, thank you. Uh, Do you I, have something called Asterios versus Asterios <laughs> ready to go? What what the fuck are you up to, Maddox? No, no, and can I have more of your whiskey, please? <laughs> Thank you so much. Help yourself. But I was just wondering, you know, um, that's a really thoughtful, thoughtful uh, argument I hadn't considered. Uh, I was wondering if you could do me a favor and uh, bend over so I can put this <laughs> rhetorical oh. torpedo right up your ass, buddy. He had to keep that conversation going for his rhetorical torpedo up your ass gag. Gay joke. I don't understand. As soon as he got busted, he should have just moved on. Uh, he loves the soundboard. I know. I do, too. I can't, <laughs> I can't argue with that. Well, you do it a little faster. Like, the reason that that preamble took so long is because Maddox doesn't know how to use his soundboard. Lick, lick, lick my balls! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like It's like an art or a craft, as you yeah. would say. Not just somebody trying to stab their dick into a keyboard in the dark. Yeah. Oh, that was a, that was a really, really good point that you just made there, uh, Dick. Well, that's retarded. You know, he has to longer. Yeah, yeah. He has, to, like, that he has to just kill time as long as possible as he's going through all the different tabs. <laughs> you know, what I think the problem with what you're saying is that um, you lack uh, charisma when you say it. You're not charismatic. Yeah. Uh, except for I have way more drops than Maddox ever had. I think he had about six that he could go through. I think he still has those same six. I think he does. Uh I gotta tell you, man, on your episode 141, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a dick for a second here. Oh good. Somebody sent in clips from the best debate and you went and played these clips. I don't know if you even listened to them ahead of time, but no. you've gotten these these short clips. You're like, hey let's listen to these clips from Maddox's latest episode and and we'll talk about it. And it fell a little bit flat, and I felt really good about it. It's like they're trying to do my bit right now, and it's not working. <laughs> it made me feel. It made me feel really good. I don't think it was your fault because the the clips that they took weren't the best. But I was just so happy that you'd play like a bit from his show and just go, "Well, all right, well, that was stupid. Okay, I don't no, know." Oh, <laughs> good. That's why I don't cut out failures. Like even even if I know it's a failure yeah. and that many people will hate it, I there's always someone. Who will like it? Yeah, so I'm glad you got something. But it did. It did bomb. It didn't work uh, <laughs> because I don't put in the work. I can't put in the work that you do. I can't possibly. Uh, I need more Dr. Phil or in my life or something. But I just can't do the prep work to make that bit work. I, I felt you were you were paying homage to WATP, so uh, I definitely appreciated that. This... I was. If you <laughs> ever want to do that bit on my show, please do anytime. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, that's a great idea. Actually, we, uh, you and I were talking. I think I'm going to come on your show uh, tomorrow, which will come out on Tuesday. Yeah. 
So we'll, uh, but that's a good idea. We can, we can yeah. cut up some bits and, and go through that. This next clip that I want to play is at the beginning of the show. What Maddox does is he plays some voicemails from a couple of callers. And this one, you'll hear Asterios's reaction to this. This is a terrible voicemail from a total nerd. There was no reason to play this. It does, it does nothing for the show. And this is right at the beginning. All right. I got, I got another voicemail. Hey, Maddox, I am still bamboozled by the fact that you didn't, since you're such a gamer, you play video games all the time, that you failed to notice when um, uh, Robert, the dude on the last podcast, the recent Roger. podcast, said the skeleton key gives you, gives you access to new rooms. I've, I've, I'm bamboozled that you didn't say, hey, that's a lot like DLC. Well, guess what? You missed your opportunity there. Sean, please don't delete this. And... Maddox, go fuck yourself to in, go fuck yourself to oblivion. Christ. Uh, 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 go fuck yourself to what an idiot. That's a minute of my life I'll never get back. Yeah. Oh my god. Why did you play that, Maddox? <laughs> Thank you, Asterios. Why did he play that? The answer you know, is he needed someone to argue with over a fucking nerdy video game thing, and it wasn't gonna be Sean or Asterios. So he had to play that voicemail because then he, he went out for two minutes about this guy's a fucking idiot. And let me tell you about this fucking thing in this video game. Blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody cares. He you created his own argument. <clears throat> as that? much as you took pleasure in me failing at your bit. Yeah. I took exactly the same pleasure yes. in Maddox trying to bring in voicemails <laughs> and fucking them up. Not only fucking up which ones to play. But playing them at the beginning of the show instead of the end of the show like we always did. That guy never <laughs> touched voicemails. Hated voicemails, never touched it once until I heard this episode and I saw what he brought in, and he did such a fucking terrible job of it. It gave me that same sense of pride you had. Let's talk about that, because we have not touched on this, and when you were on the show last time, we talked about, would you listen to episode 77, because you never have before. You've yeah. never listened to the episode that you weren't on. You sent me an email an hour before we started recording that said, this is the worst shit I've ever heard. Which made me so happy. So, was this surprising to you, what was going on when it was just Asterios and Maddox, or is this what you expected? It's about, it's about what I expected. I didn't, ca I didn't calculate the drinking. I didn't know right. Asterios was going to get shit-faced on yeah. the show, but I, sh I should have. Yep. Um, the, the, it really, like, it really missed, it missed somebody treating Maddox like a pull string toy where you pull his string and then he says something completely retarded. That's what I, <laughs> that's, that's what I did. That's what you show. brought to the show. Yeah. That was my goal. Every time just pull the cord, let him say something retarded, say something like walk him into, it's like a guy where Maddox was a guy wearing a blindfold and I would just walk him into walls yes. every episode. <laughs> and Asterios got on and didn't, Asterios is a nice guy. He's a nice He's guy. He's very funny, yep. but he is an improv comedian who will yes and you to death. Like it, everything, the difference between the dickless show and the dick full show was a Asterios, a cooperative comedian who's funny and trying to yes in and build up your ideas versus me, a hostile comedian who <laughs> just wants to see you fail. And I think the fans noticed, I think they felt that that was lacking as well. Well, it makes Mattis look worse because the show is not as funny. And you always need your straight man. Even on Seinfeld, Seinfeld wasn't the one telling the jokes. Yeah. But we all love Seinfeld because his show was funny. So the biggest problem 
until we got isolated and we saw what Dick was doing and what Maddox was doing in isolation, everyone was just a fan of both you guys. Like, oh, I like the show. It's kind of like Opie and Anthony. Like, oh, I like, I like these guys. And then when you see what happens when they're apart, you're like, oh, this was the funny guy. This guy fucking sucks. And this show yeah. makes that very apparent. I have an example of that. They're, they talked about the zombie apocalypse or people pretending that the zombie apocalypse is happening. And Maddox had this hot take that this was one of the biggest problems or some bullshit. And he gets very serious here about people dressing up as zombies, which is not a serious topic. By the way, I I didn't even get, I forgot to mention this in that episode, but the zombie apocalypse planners, like, this shit is getting so out of hand. People are dying at parties (gasps) because someone will get too drunk and they'll think a zombie, (laughs) someone dresses zombies. Yeah, it's happened multiple times. It happened in Oregon at a party. It happened in, uh, I believe, in Austin at a party. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, people are thinking these zombies are real and they pick up a shotgun and uh, and blast them. They blast their friends and kill (sighs) people at parties. It's fucking insane. These zombie apocalypse planners. That's the repercussion. You know what? This is again. Listen, is to, listen to Doctor. Right. Listen to Doctor <laughs> Phil Maddox. It's better to be funny than right. This guy has to be right so bad. He's like, yeah, you know what's going on right now? This is happening all over the place. People are murdering people dressed up as zombies because they don't know the difference between a television show and the party they're at. There's no yeah. way that's true. <laughs> and you can hear Asterios try to like hype him up and help. <laughs> But whereas uh, you and I just both think uh, that's, yeah, that I, number one, I don't care. Number two, this right. is obviously bullshit and you're an idiot for well, having believed it. Well, Asterios actually saves the fucking day. And again, just like you said, he's an improv guy. He's a yes and. He's a nice guy. So after Maddox says that, which is embarrassing, Asterios turns it into a joke, thank God. You know what? I'll say on the flip side, first prize costumes. Because if those costumes weren't good, you know, when you get that spray of pellets in your chest, yeah. that's like saying, well done. That's the maybe one of the best affirmations you can get. Because the thing is, like, we all want to be spooktacular. Everyone wants to be spooktacular. So Asterios realizes this is a ridiculous thing that we're talking about and at least turns it into something funny. At least it's funny. Well, you know what I realized listening to this show, uh, this episode 77, and even Maddox's new show, The the Worst Debate, The, the Big Debate, <laughs> yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy who really wants people to think he can laugh at himself. Mm. And that, that's like, that's what he wants you to get out of all these things. He wants you to get that he can laugh at himself, damn it. I'm like, he's like, like, I'm a good person. I can laugh at myself. Because he can't. Right. He thinks he, he he pretends that he has a sense of humor and that he's grounded. Here's a great example of that where Maddox is talking about how, because he talks about this virginity stigma and a, this hits Asterios very close to home. Asterios is like, well, I didn't get laid until I was 21. And I was always a, I was always a fat, nerdy guy that women didn't want to be around. And so... Maddox, you know, he wants to relate to Asterios and he says some things that I think he was being coy about, but I'm going to take this as face value. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that other guys have that I don't. They have more hair, they have more money, they have more status, they have more power, they have more charm, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, what else? They got a house, they got the love of my life. <laughs> they have a future, the people they like this show. They got half of my trademark. They have a subreddit that's active. They have. It's amazing. There's one clip on here that sums up this show. Look, it's not fun to talk about that shit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what this show was. They talked about the wage gap. They talked about 
video game nonsense. They talked a lot about their parents and oh, yeah. people blaming their parents for shit. Well, that's a good point, too. Be- and this is even Sean getting in on the action here, talking about how you shouldn't blame your parents. And Maddox quickly disagrees with that. Well, and that's a good point, too, because, uh, you know, that doesn't absolve you of responsibility for doing something about it. If you're able yeah. to recognize it, I, like I, you can't well, blame your parents the whole rest of your life. Sean, like I, I, that, that's, that's a touchy one because, uh, <laughs> sometimes people do, can get abused to the point where they aren't even able to recognize. Oh, no, totally agreed. If you do though, if you're actually yeah. able to take stock, you can just get that little glimmer. That door is open just a little bit. Okay. Then I'd like to give another <laughs> bit of advice. How funny is that? <laughs> Sean like comes on. I know, I know this fucking guy. How funny is that? Sean comes out and says, you can't blame your, you're an adult. Stop blaming uh-huh. your parents and figure it fucking out. And Max goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I can still blame my parents. Immediately <laughs> disagrees. On Immediately. So, so general. You couldn't possibly have any problem. Uh, you know, you're an adult and you should not blame your parents for everything. I, I, dis- I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not talking about me, obviously, but everybody else. I agree with that. And remember yeah. when we were playing that uh, Asterios was blown away by that episode where Maddox said, you should think good thoughts, as if that was some groundbreaking piece of help, self-help? This is amazing. I realized that the listeners to The Biggest Problem are the same audience as Dr. Phil's. Oh, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate that. You know, I got so much email and voicemails and uh, messages about that episode episode 67 if anyone's interested go back and listen to episode 67 we talked about self-defeating thoughts yeah and 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 again as someone who doesn't have like doesn't have like a stake unit or a dog in this fight like you should listen to that episode it was really good thanks man <laughs> yeah. uh yeah that that episode i did i got so many emails from people saying it really helped them uh, a lot Oh no! Let me let me tell you something real quick about a stereo. I love a stereo. We keep saying that. That that motherfucker. He said it's a really good episode. That motherfucker once told me that my book, Men Are Better Than Women, was such a great book because every sentence was a punchline. And I said, "Oh wow, thank you. That means so much." A couple months later, I went to a book that his that Stereos's friend had just released. And I found Asterios's review of the book on Amazon, and it's and he said it's such a great book. Every line is a punchline. Oh I said, no! You motherfucker! So if he ever says a, an episode is good, uh, there I put a fifty-fifty chance on him actually having listened to it. <laughs> well, th- that episode specifically, he didn't realize that positive thoughts will help you change your life. So I think on that one, he actually did listen to it. But that's fucking funny, dude. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. has the same compliment for everybody. Every line is a punchline. I was like, you son of a oh. bitch. I actually felt good about that. Now I feel worse than if you'd have said that's nothing. That's terrible. Uh, it was, Maddox also talked about how he tries to let... Did we already play the clip where Maddox talks about how he didn't want to bring his friends down and he had a positive attitude when he was out with friends? He didn't always want to bring them down? <sighs> that was so funny. He goes... I know that my character is a little cynical and I like to complain about stuff, but when I'm around my friends, you know, I, I, I turn on the charm and I'm a different guy. Uh, the reason <laughs> that the biggest problem exists is because I told him flat out I would not listen to his complaints anymore unless we recorded it. Because I was so <laughs> tired of hearing him bitch about every little thing that was going wrong in his video games. He was working on it, though, Dick. Obviously, he was trying to yeah. correct himself. That was very telling. 
that he said, I know it might seem like I'm not a fun person to hang out with, but I'm actually a lot of fun. I've never <laughs> once said out loud that I'm fun to hang out with. No. If you have to say that, you're not. You're not fun. That's not something, the opposite. That's not something you declare, right? Anytime. Yeah, you don't want to call me if you guys are going out. That's not a good idea. It's not going to work out well for you. Uh, I think this is the clip that sums up the show for me. <laughs> if only Jake was here. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. If only, because this episode would have gone down a lot differently. Near the beginning, they're talking about video games a lot. Yeah. And they're nerding out about video game shit, which I forgot there was so much video game talk on your guys' old show. Because yeah. now on your show, there's not a lot of that, which is great. Yeah. But this is um, some amazing video game talk from Maddox. I, it's, it, that's absolutely incredible. And now they would take that, that same 150 hours, sell you 80 of it, and then sell you the, then sell you the other 70 of it, broken up into chapters over the next six months. And it's, it's such yeah, it's, a racket, it's dude. It's of such a it's fucking bullshit. racket. I, you know what? I, I swore off of EA games. Mm -hmm. I don't play any more EA games, electronic cards. He's always doing that. He's always telling companies they're not going to get his dollars anymore. Yeah, you know what? EA, yeah. they had a, a snowboarding game that I didn't appreciate. I'll never buy a game from them again. Oh, no. EA is going to go out of business. Madison isn't yeah. buying EA games anymore? God forbid. His transition into a senile old woman is going to be real easy. <laughs> it's going to work out. This is the same conversation. They're complaining about the fact that you buy a game and you have to invest more money to get more levels or whatever the fuck gamers talk about. And yeah. Asterios has... One of the weakest arguments, he feels like he's having a great argument here when he talks about how we have to do this for our soldiers in Iraq oh, yeah. and <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> this is this is so pathetic. Why do, <laughs> why do you fucking go after EA for causing, for like having this always on stupid bullshit? There are soldiers fighting for our freedom in Iraq and Afghanistan, and they can't use their Xboxes, and they can't use their PlayStations because they have these games that require some sort of bullshit always-on connection. <laughs> I'm not believing for a second that that's really what Asterios is upset about. It's not, it's not for me. It's for those soldiers who are protecting my freedom in Iraq right now. That's, yeah, that's who I'm concerned about. The biggest liberal on earth. The guy who's so liberal that he took himself off Twitter because he was being triggered too much. That's yeah. there. That's what I mean about being sold something. Even yeah. listening to it now, I'm like, ah, I think you're selling me something, dude. I don't think you believe that. I don't think he believes that for a second. I think he was yes-anding Maddox because Maddox has a big problem with these... Uh, I don't know if you call them freemium or whatever that term is where you have to keep investing It's downloadable dollars. content. Yes. It's this crazy idea that companies establish like um, a, recurring... a deliverable and then they meet the time expectations of the deliverable and then they have some extra material that they that they need more money to develop on after they release the game. Yeah, it's this weird thing called a reoccurring revenue stream that actually yeah. keeps companies in business and helps them grow that Maddox has a huge problem with. He's pissed off because Konami, instead of putting out Contra 17 on Super Nintendo, is now on a slot machine. Yeah. Yeah, thing, things change, buddy. I don't know what to Which tell they you. had to invest all the time of signing a contract. <laughs> right. It's like, do you want to use the, our logo? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, do Thanks. it. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about on this show is the problem that Maddox brings in 
is this virginity stigma. And Maddox has a weird relationship with sex. Yeah. Because he grew up in Utah, very conservative place. And when we talked about how Dr. Phil was driving around in hot rods and playing on football teams, it's all this made-up bullshit. Maddox is the king of made-up stories. There's no fucking way this is true. He talks about how his first girlfriend was a nymphomaniac. One of my first girlfriends I ever dated was a nymphomaniac. And okay. this isn't this isn't my label that I'm giving her. It's her la- it's her own label. And also, it's like one of those things where you hear a girl say, "Oh, I'm a nympho," and you're just like, "Okay, <laughs> shut up. What what does that even mean?" Oh, she was man. Like okay. if I ever went over to her house, I would if I wasn't paying attention for more than like a minute, thirty seconds. I look around, I don't see her. Her face is in my junk. Does that make God. any sense? Does that make any sense at all? No, was she like a dog? I didn't. I didn't know where she went. Literally? I didn't know where she went. I was like, thirty seconds have gone by. Where is she? Oh, she's sucking my dick. Oh, there she no, is. No, no, her head is in your junk. <laughs> Not the very effeminate way to say that. Oh, or, or you know, the next thing you know, her uh, her face facial area is in my dingly dong. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Her head is in my junk. That's such made up fucking nonsense. He his first girlfriend was a nymphomaniac, and he just wanted to go over there and watch a movie and eat popcorn. And this asshole is trying to suck him off every two seconds. He goes on to explain that he did not lose his virginity to that girl. Oh, I was just gonna say because I think I think <laughs> just listening to him, I think he's describing a cam girl. I think he considers his first girlfriend, he was a pay pig for a cam girl who (laughs) described herself as a nymphomaniac so she could justify whoring herself online. Like, that's what I, that's what I got out of, that's what I would try to get at if I was in that episode. This makes a lot of sense because he tries to explain why he didn't have sex with, remember, he's a teenager, this is his girlfriend, and she Uh wants to have sex. Mm. In, in my world, in my experience, that turns into sex 100% of the time. Uh-huh. Every fucking time. Like, why are you dating a girl if you're not trying to have sex with her? What is your goal here? Are you gay? What's the goal? So this is why he explains why they never had sex. But um, because I was in this conservative environment, I didn't quite know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a source of, uh, <laughs> uh, of stress in the relationship. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where <laughs> I was always told to wait or the right woman, and yeah. that's what you should do. Yeah. And those are, you know, that's those are the values, the conservative values that they give you. You should wait to the right woman. One man, one woman. That's it. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and Just, write her a letter. At, at, <laughs> demand to know where she lives. <laughs> write her a letter on. Write her a love letter. Letter on legal on a legal pad. Um, did he? Did, did I miss this, or did Maddox just say he didn't know how to use his own dick? I'm pretty sure that's what he said. My parents told me not to fuck girls, and I obeyed those orders when I was 16 <laughs> years old with my slutty girlfriend who wanted to fuck. That's not. That's never been a true story ever in the history of the world. That's not true. There's no way that that happened. No. <laughs> I would go over to her place, and if I wasn't paying attention, her head would be in my junk, but I was in a conservative environment, and I didn't know what to do with that. That's crazy. And Asterios, if he had his wits about him, I would have hoped would have stopped him and said, wait, what? And remember remember how Maddox is always talking about how high school sex is sloppy and and awful? He has such a weird take on that. Yeah. All right. So this could have been a cam girl. Or is it possible 
that, like you said, he didn't know how to have sex when he was in high school. And that's what he talks about when he's, when he's saying it's sloppy and it's not good. He wasn't able to, he, he probably was one of these guys who blew it in his pants before anything even happened. I was like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go home. <laughs> oh, street, street lights are on, street lights are on. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Is that my mom paging me? <laughs> I'm gonna go. That's possible. <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. That story doesn't add up in any way. It is weird. I want to know more. I do, too. And I'm sad that I'll never get to know more. I should have listened to this at the time so I could have busted his balls on 78. You should. Wow. I don't think that would have happened because you had that uh, Aaron Tillman woman oh. come in, the relationship expert, to tell you all about how to create your Tinder profile. Have you ever done her show? Does she? Ha I assume she has a show. Uh, I have not done her show, no. I, I, feel, I feel like we covered her pretty well. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> when we talked about the biggest problem, she's insufferable. She's got that dolphin laugh. Ugh. I'm going to throw a net on her. So I, I'm glad that you listened back to this and that you had to, uh, you had to hear what happened in your absence. I, I feel like I've tortured you along with the rest of the audience. <laughs> like, we owed this to you. Yeah. That you had, we all had to listen to it. You did too. This was a bait and switch episode. That we all fell for because we love Asterios. And uh, now you've had to go through it. I'm sorry for everybody who <laughs> yes. listened to it. I'm sorry for making you re-listen to it again. Yes. Uh, I knew not listening to it was the right thing to do. For me personally, I was turning my ear in on myself, and that's what I was hearing. <laughs> but I'm glad that I waited. I'm glad that I waited this song so that it was meaningful to me and that I could work I could work out my feelings about the episode with a professional podcast reviewer did you uh, did you write down in your journal how this episode made you feel <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> scribbled a, just I have a coloring book where i scratch all the eyes out of every picture this, i have this christian coloring book and i scratch the eyes do you have the asterios puppet with you right now yeah, I do. oh my god that, 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 yeah that yeah. thing is fucking hysterical i love it yeah it makes me so happy hold on let me, let me put it on all right yeah yeah can you do the, oh my God, I, that's bigger than I thought it was. Can you it's do huge. the, it's huge. It's a Muppet. Can you do the voice of the Asterius puppet? I'll try. Okay, okay. All right, so um, I'm going to be Maddox, okay? All okay. Right, right. I can't do it as good as the puppeteer. <laughs> okay, it's, it's pretty good so far. It's a real art. <laughs> oh. Being Asterios is an art. <laughs> this is amazing. Is that in? Ah! <laughs> Holy shit! Great <laughs> jump, dick! <laughs> it's coming yeah. to life. This is great. Okay, so I'm gonna be Maddox. Ready? Okay. Uh, uh, Asterios, you don't understand that the gender wage gap is not actually real. It's just a perceived wage gap, and you're you're not understanding the statistics behind it. Ah, uh, well. It actually, it's, it speaks to a higher truth. And as a comedian, it's our job to speak to higher truths at all times. Now, <laughs> now, now I'll do it like Admiral Ackbar. See, I, I can't do it. I can't do hysterias. No, that was perfect. I, I can tell that you listened to that episode. Those were almost verbatim what he was saying in that episode. Yeah. Was that the gender wage guy speaks to a higher truth about women speaks in the workplace. About women <laughs> in the workplace who are all supermodels. <laughs> I like I like this new version of Asterios who's drunk and introspective 
Like he's very concerned about the uh, the problems in the world and not just trying to be a hilarious clown. I, I like that <sighs> that version of the puppet. I'm a I I work to promote the people of women. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks uh, for I doing that for guy. me. I'll probably cut all yeah. of this out in post, but thanks for oh, doing that. Yeah. Thanks for doing that for me. I'm not good at it. I love Muppets. I can't. Oh. I love Muppets so much that I can't do them. When you the first time that you brought that puppet on, your reaction to it was so genuine you could not stop laughing. No, no. It was your favorite thing you'd ever seen. <laughs> I do. I really I was, love. Them. I was cracking up watching that. I just want to talk to him. <laughs> right. You think he's there. He's, he's I'm like, going to hire a hooker really to just there. be him and hide. And if I don't want to see her face. Like, Get down there. I'm just talking to the puppet. Careful, though, because if you don't know where she is for 30 seconds. <laughs> her head might get up your junk. In my junk. Jesus. <laughs> the way he talks, you just know this shit never happened. No. All right. I want to do a brand new segment. Lorenzo sent in a clip and it gave me an idea. Because we have fans out there listening to lots of different podcasts, and it's hard for us to cover all of the suggestions that come in, but there are certain things that happen on a podcast that I would love to play and talk about. So I want us to do a new thing where we get like the podcast fail of the week. Maybe that's not the right name for it. I don't know. I'm still working it out. But with all these podcasts that are going on, there's going to be something that's crazy. They're like, holy shit, this is the wor- Carl's going to hate this. And it just so happens that Lorenzo sent me in Gavin McGinnis's show, Get Off My Lawn. This oh. is uh, episode 113. And Dick, this is everything that I hate about podcasting. Okay. And I'm not saying, I know, I know you make fun of me for being like this radio guy. I'm not saying it has to have a radio format. But Jesus fucking Christ, please do not do this on your podcast. I like the story, by the way. Really? Yeah. But it's- and let me just set this up real quick. They're hanging out in a bar in Texas. Okay. So they're, they're doing like the Opie thing where they're, they're podcasting with a recorder at a bar. I like the story, okay. by the way. Really? Yeah. yeah. But it's also funny that you you lost it because so much of those super jokes are based on uh, the context of the time. Yes, it is. Which is why I'm suing the SPLC because they're killing the whole concept of context. But uh, her brother's... You know, he's kind of a normie. Mm. He's a peasant noob. I get pissed. Um, but he was, you can still hear me when I talk, right? Yes. So he's in Amsterdam and they get super baked, as everyone does when they go to Amsterdam. Like you th- you're used to normal joints and going there is like smoking kryptonite joints. I don't enjoy it. Joints were as strong as they should be. When I was a teenager in 1985, they should have stopped the technology. The government should have said, stop making these better. Dick, they walk into the bathroom together and start pissing and don't oh, stop. Oh, they were bu- together? They were in the bathroom together pissing. I thought it was like a naked gun setup. Uh, <laughs> that's what, the guy's that's all I can think about. They in for some reason, but then that was fun. That was not funny at all. <laughs> that's all I could think about was naked gun. <laughs> Because yeah. you, you hear the door open, you hear the fly open. The only thing you need to do is the, ah, ah. Singing, <laughs> I guess it'd be singing Wagner. <laughs> they're white supremacists. Um, yeah, that's, I do not like bodily functions on podcasts. I didn't like when Maddox burped. Uh, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want somebody to break podcasting ground and have diarrhea on the air. 
like to mic it up. It was it was funny in radio when that shit would slip through because there's no editing feature. Well, but because they were hired by a station, they're professionals. It's very difficult to be an on-air personality. So if you did that kind of stuff, you're like, whoa, this guy is going over the top. But on a podcast, it to the man, right? On a podcast, podcast you can do whatever the I'm fuck the you man. want. Right? It's not, it's not impressive. Yeah. There's seven people listening to your show. Guess what I did? I took a shit on my show. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> Sorry, Doug from Who's Right. He did that once. We made fun of it. But yeah, it's it's not impressive. You're not breaking new grounds. It's it's gross. I don't want to hear you peeing on the podcast. And if you're going to pee, make it a big, thick stream. Like, find a toilet, not a urinal, and load up. <laughs> you know? Right. Give me a good 10, 15 second piss. I want it. I want some foam. Yeah, make it happen. Want, like, trickles what are we talking about here i don't want to watch porn where the guy's got some leather he's working with i want a big hard cock all right i wanted to give that enough room so everyone could grab that clip in iso <laughs> so we could so we could use that dick uh, uh before we we play uh the the teaser the clip okay. of the show we'll be reviewing next week i want to give you a chance to promote the dick show Specifically, you have developed a new platform that rivals Patreon. I don't know if you want to promote that. Oh, yeah. That. So, yeah, sure. It's called New Project 2, the number two dot com. Um, I've, after Sargon got banned, everyone was, no, people didn't want to support Patreon and they're, they're right too. So mm -hmm. I built a, a competitor. I decided I got to do this anyway for me. Why not? Why not build it so that other people who have been banned from Patreon, the little guys, some of the some artists who've just been banned because they're more conservative. Um, they're, they're all, they, we all get banned for hate speech all the time. Like at this point, I don't I don't even know how to use the term hate speech because I get banned for it every day. Uh, it's out of control. So, I got to tell you, the um, the Joe Rogan experience has been on top of this topic lately with with Tim Pool and Sam Harris and Jack Dorsey, and it's it's fascinating because I I don't know what the the end game is here with all these companies deplatforming everyone you've been kicked off of twitter multiple times you got monkey jones with youtube and sargon with patreon it's, it's out of control we, we have to have something that you can't get deplatformed because of things you say yeah so i got a you know i went to the i set it up it's a real business it's a real thing that i did i got my own merchant account i got my own credit card processor i have my own everything so if you get kicked off it is from me. Like, it's because the bank or <laughs> right. the government told me that I have to do it. It's not because some chick who's like, who's pretending to police the world just got a hair up her ass and decided to kick you off the platform. It's me. It's me doing it, and I'll fight to keep you on it. Um, there you go. New project two. That's com. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. You're on there. Slash, who I is am? A WA, aren't you? No. You? I don't know. Not that I know somebody, of. Unless no, somebody me, set us up. Look. How much, money, how much money do you owe me? <laughs> how much know. have we made over there? Never mind. Never mind that. <laughs> never mind. That. I didn't say anything. All right. Uh, this is everyone's favorite part of the show, also known as... The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. This is the part of the show where we play a clip from the uh, podcast we'll be reviewing next week. It gets people really excited about next week's show gets them subscribing to WATP. So it just shows up right on your app every Sunday. It's it. That's why we call it a teaser deck. You familiar with yeah, this term? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
It gets, it gets I'm, I'm so teased. I want. I just, all I want to do is I want to shut myself up so I can hear it. It gets people rock hard. So here's the clip of the show we'll be reviewing on next week's pod. Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. Guys, we're doing it. We're back for episode one, season nine. We thought it would never come. <laughs> yeah, we had quite the tease. I feel like everybody's gotten blue balled and now we get sweet, sweet release of mm-hmm. season nine. Oh, yeah. It's been pent up. Oh, a lot of pent up energy. Lindsay's face went a little gross. <laughs> Once you get anatomical, it gets gross. No, you know what? We're working our way back into the sex talk, guys. There we go. Yeah, we're a little rusty right now. Yeah. (laughs) This is a show called Fangasm that came in from Joe Mouth, who suggested this. I went and started listening to as much as you just heard, and I knew immediately that this would be some pretty good fodder. We're going to listen to an episode called The Office, Tongue Her Mufflin. Oh, God. Get it? I threw up out of every orifice in my body halfway through that. That's disgusting. <laughs> are they joking or are they being no, seriously erotic? It's it's like one of these one of these Dick T shows. We listened to Call Her Daddy, which is a huge show on Barstool. It's yeah. always in the top 15 on iTunes. And it's just these two whores talking about swallowing loads. And I'm pretty uh. sh- I'm pretty sure this show is of the same vein. It's it's. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That was <laughs> that was not what I meant. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be fun to listen to. And uh, I feel bad for my co-hosts next week because oh, they're learning about that bad. right now. <laughs> they're learning. That's what they have to listen to. The other thing we're going to do next week that I'm so excited about. This just came in right before we started the show. Last week, I had Doug from Who's Right and my buddy Crojan. We reviewed a show called Chewed Gum that starred this guy, Seamus McKillian. And Dick, this was great. Seamus was promoting his stand-up comedy. He goes, you guys got to come see me if you're in the northern Indiana or southern Illinois area. I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy. But it wasn't like a stand-up show. He was doing an open mic. (laughs) Okay. He goes, come see me February 22nd. I'm doing an open mic. And I was like, oh, my God. I I would drive the 12 hours to see this because this is going to be amazing. Lo and behold, somebody recorded it and sent it to us. We have Seamus McKillian's open mic set. I've watched the first minute of it, and I want to break down every joke. I cannot fucking wait. He's got he's got little index cards that he goes oh, no. through. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So that is really the teaser. This is going to be amazing. Next week, we're going to break down Seamus McKillian, the host of Chewed Gum, and check out his... Uh, Oh God! Is no one breaking down bad stand-up? Because that—that's a good point. That that would be fucking good, man. That's a really good point. All right. Well, we're going to be doing it next week, so that's going to be—that's a good spin-off. That's something we'll be doing. (laughs) Um, So please join us next week because it might be the episode we find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. 
great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. You're not charismatic. Ah! I can't fucking take it. This dude is fucking corny. Well, that's retarded. What? 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 You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. So I want to play some voicemails that we've been getting in recently. But before I do that, somebody created a a little uh, audio clip here that they call Carl versus Carl. <laughs> you, you might be familiar with this concept. Yeah. Carl versus Carl. Carl, here's you at episode 78 after your guest brings in someone ending the show. There's seven minutes after that. <laughs> Why do so many podcasts do that? That is a running thing. We're like, all right, I think we're all set here. And then you look at your your player and you've got 12 minutes to go. And you're like, what, what are we doing? I thought we were done. And here's your thoughts on this just 63 episodes later after you've adopted the technique yourself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, all right, I'll see you next Tuesday. And then you look at your app, and there's an hour still to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is great. Keep up the consistency, Carl. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, all right, I've changed my stance on that. That came in from the Bazinga Boys, who do the officialist Big Bang podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> they put that together for us. And yes, it's true. We've changed our stance on certain things. I love, well, okay, let me explain why this happens. Okay. I used to do the voicemail segment in our show and some people loved it. Most people bitched about it. They would say, you got to stop with these voicemails. No one cares. I don't want to hear these voicemails anymore. I even had people on Twitter saying, I'm not listening to your show anymore. Because of the the, voicemail. Because of the voicemail segment. Yeah. Which is the dumbest thing ever. It's a podcast. You can stop it whenever you want. (laughs) I wasn't doing it up front like Maddox. I was just playing them. Later on in the show. So I decided, okay, all right, we'll, we'll figure this out, guys. I'll I'll make it seem like the show has ended, we've moved on, and then lo and behold, hey, there's voicemails. If you want to listen to it, you can. If not, no skin off my back. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. That's really See, the reason for it. That's what I thought, too. Because And, and I think I'm going to even start something different now. Because okay. I've had people tell me that the podcast is too long. And I thought, well, what, what, you want an hour versus three hours? Why don't you just stop listening at one? But if now I think about it, like maybe they see it as a book, right? They have so to get to the, the end. Yeah, you have to. If you're in, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. You can't just bail out. You've got to listen to the whole thing. So now I'm gonna at one hour. I'm just gonna say that's it and that's the show. And then I'm gonna have two and a half hours <laughs> of post-show material. I love um, that idea. I, in fact, if you don't mind me stealing that idea, I think on our next episode, I might play one clip from a podcast, be like, alright, that was fun. See you guys later. And then do another minutes, two hours. Every ten minutes, you gotta say, alright, and that's the show. Yeah, like, but Whatever also, that perfect length is, if it's, whatever a TED Talk length is, alright, everybody, and that's the show. Otherwise, people go insane. But I'm gonna play the whole outro music and do the whole sign-off and everything every 17 minutes. So that if you yeah. want to turn this into a YouTube clip, no problem. You can have at it. Be easy enough. 
I think right. you have to do. I went through the same thing. I'm like, why does everyone keep telling me the show's too long? Just stop listening when you're done. <laughs> At any point, you can just stop listening. All right, here's um, here's a voicemail from uh, one of our fans down under. Hey, it's Vaughn again. Just have a message for Dick if he actually showed up this week. He did? Hey, Dick, you may be sitting there at this point in the show just realizing that maybe maybe this feels a bit familiar, seeing as Carl has totally ripped your bit of ending the show and then adding on a 15 <laughs> extra minutes of voicemail. Yep. <laughs> so please sue Carl for $400 million, and I'll see you at Road Rage down under your dirty dog. Oh, nice. Yes, you got a fan. Great. So, Dick, you're taking the show on the road to Australia. Yeah, we're going to Melbourne and Melbourne and Sydney. That's awesome. It is going to be fucking great. Um, I got a I got a huge theater because it's once in a lifetime. I don't want to turn anybody away, but we'll see. When are you doing that? April April twelfth for Melbourne and four twenty for Sydney. That's that's awesome, man. Congrats. I hope it goes well. Thank this, you. This is uh, another voicemail. This is that boomer guy that everybody loves. And last week we talked about the Ron Burgundy podcast because it is god awful. Did you know he had a podcast? Yeah, I got about ten thousand ads for it on my phone, oh, so I right. know it's terrible. Like right. I don't know how it's I don't know how those ads snuck through. My phone was telling me about it. I'm like, oh fuck you. Right. They put so much money behind that. It, it's number one. It, it it became number one as soon as it came out. It's unlistenable. And Boomer Guy has his own take on Will Ferrell. Hey Carl, when and when the fuck. Has Will Ferrell ever been fucking funny? I I I I I watched his SNL shit. It's all fucking like boomer, fucking dumb shit that doesn't make any sense. He just repeats the joke over and fucking over. You know, like who who the fuck does that? Who the fuck keeps on doing the same shit over and over? You know who does that? Bunch of fucking autistic retards, dude. That's who. So fuck Will Ferrell. Fuck his little unfunny ass shtick. And fuck that Molly Ringwall or whatever fuck her name is. Uh, Molly Ringwall. Oh, shit, yeah. I forgot her fucking you know, name. That's I don't very know, that, specific, that fat, sorry. ugly cunt with the, with the fucking weird-ass hair that he does that little cheerleading skit with. Sherry yeah, O'Terry. Dude, she's unfunny as fuck. All those SNL yeah. people are all very different. unfunny. Man, if you think they're, they're funny, you prove my point that you're some fucking boomer fuck that's stuck in a hospice. <laughs> Anyways, keep up the great show, faggot. I love you. <laughs> uh boomer guy i i he, i've got a lot of voicemails from boomer guy i just want to tell him you're overthinking it buddy you, you're definitely overthinking <laughs> it we have another voicemail caller who is killing it this week he called us about six times in a row from between 5 a.m to 6 a.m and i don't know what time zone he's in but very very drunk yeah. and this was the first voicemail that he sent in this is Butthole Weeb. Hey, guys. This is Butthole Weeb. Um, I know. I wrote down yeah. two numbers. Uh, uh, I'm kind of drunk. Um, I'm assuming between Dick Show and WATP, uh, I, I'm probably calling to the right one. Uh, anyways, um, Sean and Dick, uh, here's what makes me a rage. Um, uh, stoplights after midnight. I work mm -hmm. an hour and 40 fucking minutes away from where I live, and... At one in the fucking morning when I get off, there is no reason that the first stoplight I see should take a minute and 40 seconds. I totally There's agree no with this. There's no fucking things coming. Yeah. And yeah. to make things worse, there is a fucking ginormous sign that actually goes on and counts it down. 
And if there is <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. any way I can turn left, um, I would do it. But there's a fucking camera on the stoplight. And that shit mm. makes me rage. And uh, also, uh, as the butthole weeb, as I do, um, I talk a lot about eating ass and watching anime. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Story expect checks out. WATP, uh, if I voicemail them to... Uh, to, to be getting a very funny Not Sam podcast uh, super chat I sent in. And I'll be sending that on Twitter. So uh, thanks, Sean and Dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he called the wrong number? <laughs> well, I, I think he knew what he was doing, but uh, that was a good bit. That was a good bit, though. Good I like that. I don't know which number I called, so hey, Sean and Dick. By the way, I, I mean, totally... What he's got to do, it's it's a game. He's trying to make a left. Dude, you make a right, right, yeah. and then a right. Like, it's a race against the clock. If, you, if you're if you not just going to run the red, you get to play a fun little game of U-turns every day. That's yeah. a gift. That's a good point. Look look at you that's being a self-help. Dr. Yeah. That's how Dr. Yeah, Phil would that's do it. My, that's my... That is, it is my self-help. Like, that's the difference between Dr. Phil's woman's self-help and my show for men's self-help is... Well, all you got to do is just you just make U-turns, man. Let's yeah. be let's be proactive about this. I don't understand for the life of me why all whites don't go to blinking yellow, blinking red at a certain point at night. And I think it's because they want to control the population. They just they <laughs> love the fact that you're sitting there for no fucking reason for a yeah. minute 40 waiting for that fucking light to change. There's no traffic, there's nobody out. Um, so maybe when AOC rebuilds all the buildings, she'll put in blinking lights everywhere. Maybe that's the Green New Deal. Maybe that is. I can't get behind that. As long as it's wind powered, because I don't, (laughs) I don't know what's controlling these lights. Yeah. You know what? Make them, make the lights wind powered, make them solar powered. That's perfect system. Solar powered. Turn off at night. (laughs) Perfect. So this is what, what, uh, Bono Wee was uh, alluding to at the end of that is he calls into this show and I guess it's called the Tomorrow Show. It's it's on this guy Sam Roberts network. And Sam Roberts is a guy who does a morning show on SiriusXM. He used to be on Opie and Anthony. We covered his show. This butthole weeb guy is not a fan. So he calls into people's shows. <laughs> no, he doesn't call in. Let me let me let me back up. You know where you can pay money to chat to a show? Yeah. Yeah, whatever the fuck that's called. I'm obviously a boomer. I don't know. So he pays money to get them to say that not Sam sucks and <laughs> okay. and talk about anime. Landon McInjames in the chat says for $5, can I ask you all individually your favorite anime? And also, <laughs> not Sam is one of the worst podcasts I've ever heard. Watch hentai? Yeah. <laughs> so these, these shows are out there, and I think Maddox is one of them. They'll just accept money from anybody and read whatever the fuck they write for $5? That's pathetic. Yeah, yeah the Super Chats, man. Oh, They're great. Super Chats, thank you. That's that's pathetic. Uh, this is Butthole Weave. I mentioned he called in like six times. I'm, I just have one more thing that I want to play from okay. him. You can hear him pass out at the end of this <laughs> call. It's, a, it's pretty amazing. Hey, guys. This is Butthole Weave again. Holy shit. Drunk as ever. Um, another thing, uh, that I wanted to say, other than shitting on the Not Sam podcast for you guys, is, uh, one thing that makes me rage is, uh, people who don't admit that they eat ass, because like I said, as <laughs> the butthole yeah. weed, um, uh-huh. it's in my criteria to call and it's in his criteria. Uh, tell people that if they do eat ass, 
like I think Dick Masterson does. No. Just fucking admit it. <laughs> and also... Admit um, it, Dick. Ask what their favorite anime is. Um, that's important. And uh, I guess shitting on podcasts is... <sighs> so fucking drunk. Shitting on podcasts is even funnier, but uh, asking people if they eat ass and watching anime is even funnier. So uh, Wait, which yeah, is even funnier? Yeah, go WATP. This is Butthole <laughs> Weeb. Uh, fuck Sam Cuckbert, uh for the rest of time. And uh, uh. <laughs> did he? Did you hear that? Yeah, he passed out. I think he passed right oh, the fuck it? out. I'm almost glad I'm banned on Twitter again, so that guy can stop asking me if I eat ass. Well, he said, "Don't even deny that you do eat ass." He knows for a fact that you do. Yeah, he knows already. Uh, my favorite anime, I think, is the um, is uh, the real Ghostbusters. Right. Remember that show? Yes. That's that was my favorite amazing, anime. amazing anime. Yeah, top, it's easily top three. I almost clipped that where Asteros was nerding out on whoever wrote that show. One of the greatest sci-fi writers of our time <laughs> was writing the real Ghostbusters cartoon. I was like, Asteros, come on. That's not that good. Calm down. They play baseball in hell in one episode. (laughs) That's not the greatest sci-fi of our time. One of the best of our time, Dick. I mean, I guess maybe our time. Maybe. Maybe. I don't don't know. Asimov is not our time. We didn't have uh, L. Ron Hubbard in our time. So, yeah, you're right. We didn't have all the best sci-fi writers. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, Here's another voicemail that came in. This whole thing where I was talking about shitting at work on your show is still going <laughs> on. It's still going on, Dick. Hey, Carl, and whoever the fuck. If uh, Johnny loves flat women, I love uh, I love small tits, so you don't have to. First off, fuck you, Carl. I got IBS. I got hemorrhoids. I got colon cancer. Who fucking knows? Oh. I shit at work. A top top time I've shit at work is like four times i'll touch my phone because that's fucking the dirtiest thing in the world you wipe your ass and then you touch your phone what the fuck are you doing i didn't say anything about touching phones uh also, how often do you wipe your you ass while you shit sir <laughs> yeah that's a good point um, yeah what is he like guys, constantly checking his phone uh, wiping uh, yeah, checking dude, wiping UID, <laughs> uh, two guys american as fuck <sighs> well not really they're sort of uh liberal cuck but whatever They've been doing this shit for like 13 years. They got a good Patreon. Uh, yeah. See you guys. I'm sure that's a great suggestion, but instead we're doing fangasm next oh, week. God. Sorry. H H for horny. Ugh. Ugh. I've never I've never heard anyone I want to imagine having sex use the word horny. No, it's not it's not fun. Uh, this voicemail came in. At the exact time we started recording. I haven't even listened to it yet, but what the fuck? It's short. Hey, just calling to tell Boomer Guy to shut the fuck up, and I love him. Uh, love you too, Carl. Uh, just wanted to tell you guys to keep up the good work. Uh, really love hearing it, and uh, yeah, just have a good day. Thanks. Oh, weird. No, that's nice. <laughs> he goes, I want to tell Boomer Guy to shut the fuck up, and I love him. All right. You know what that reminded me though? I forgot to go to our uh, our reviews real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me just read a couple of reviews. So sure. Um, recently, we had one that came in um, that said, "Funny." This is from February twenty second. So yesterday, uh, show's always been funny, but they do make fun of the mentally gifted a little hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Chewed gum was an hour of laughing at the short bus. 
And I just want to say that this guy, Seamus McKillian, I don't think is mentally handicapped. I think he's just really bad at life. So oh, okay. I just want to, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Let's see. I don't know. I'm... I mean, who's making fun of who now? You're telling a guy, you're guessing <laughs> that a guy's retarded. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I I see what he's doing there. This is from February 18th. It just says unprocessed calcium. Not sure what that means. This one says awful from Dookie Shoes. A boomer and his revolving door of no talent wash up co-hosts critique creators with the actual ability to make something original. Sad. <laughs> that is a that's a five star review. Creators. So creators. you tell people to give you a five star review and then talk shit about you in the comments. Correct. Okay. So that's it's very. very that's very confusing. It's very confusing to people who come to the show and they're like, oh, this, these people like the show. Oh, wait, no, they don't. They they think this guy sucks. So I, yeah. always, I always enjoy that. But then this person got it back ass words. This is from oh. February 17th from A Barber. It says, most fun podcast. Found you guys from the Anthony Cumia show. I've been listening ever since. Thank you for tearing into those SJW's last podcast on the left. Next to Opie radio episode, it is one of my favorites. Thank you. You should rip another one again. And that is a one-star review. I, like, I think he did that backwards. Dude, I pre I appreciate the praise, but you did that wrong. You did it wrong. Ugh, God damn it. Here's one. Boring and parasitic. God-awful and uninteresting commentary. Listen to a few episodes. Try to give it a chance. And once they went after the incredibly hilarious trio at last podcast on the left, it was the last straw. They are bullies, homophobes, and frankly, immature. This is just a sad attempt of grabbing scraps of attention like parasites off the industry. What's great the about this? The industry of shitty podcasts. <laughs> right. In losers' apartments. Yeah. Okay. This is a one-star review and this guy says, I listened to a few episodes to give him a chance. No, you fucking didn't. You're a fan of last podcast on the left. You're butthurt because we made fun of the show you like. And you want to hear like, by the way, I've listened to their whole back catalog. And these guys are just bullies. Yeah, you obviously don't get it. You're not, you're not understanding what we're doing here. But I appreciate you uh, participating. Let's see. I think everything else on here we've talked about. Offensive came in on February 13th. I was highly offended at the rape jokes in the latest episode. That was a one-star review. Rape jokes? I don't think we have had... No, that was a rape. <laughs> I don't think we've had any rape jokes. I did I did write a, uh, a song. Rape jokes. Rape jokes, my friend. So if saying rape jokes is a rape joke, then perhaps we are a rape joke. Do you think that they even know the original of that song? That's a good point. I you know, don't think so. You know what I noticed when they started playing just now? Is when people send songs into your show, which are brilliant, you get the best creators. I get great ones. Yeah, yeah writing these parody songs. They're, they're phenomenal. Nobody knows that they need to cut down the intro part. Like just yeah. get just get to the jokes. It's a parody song. Like Weirdo Yankovic doesn't play the entire fucking yes intro. He just gets right to the parody part of the song. And I think even Sean pointed that out. It's like, guys, I don't want to sit through the instrumentation on this. I just did the same thing. I had the whole fucking intro plan. I could have just got through that 
that progression one time and it would have been it gets fine. to the point where i wonder if it's going to be the actual song <laughs> right or we just i thought it was a joke and it misses the, the song are we just listening to living on a prayer what's what's going on right now because that's fine but i just i'm not sure yeah uh, all right, that's all. That's all I got for us. See, this is the part. This is the hard part, Dick, about doing what you do, where you end the show and then you come back. Here are some voicemails. Now there's just no way out. There's no normal uh, way out of this. I just fizzle out. I just feel like, <laughs> oh yeah, all right. Well, that was that. But I'm usually very drunk by that time, and Sean has to piss almost yeah. every time. I don't know why he's he's got to jump up to piss every time. But th- but I always just. I like to think about the show like life. It hits mm-hmm. that, you know, retirement, like, okay, this sh- the show's over, and then you just kind of limp along and then die. Well, it's it's when you when you leave the party, but you don't want to say goodbye to everyone. Yeah. You're kind of like walking over towards the door, you're like, I don't know, let's just let's just cruise out of here. I don't think anyone's gonna give a shit if we just 